The following program is rated TVMAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audience. It's showtime. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 154 of the Circle of the Debate. I'm Mike De Niro, Mr. No Roads Needed. But right now, this is not about me. This is a moment that I waited for for a very long time. This is a moment that we all been waiting for for a very long time. Because we have something very special for you right now. Ladies and gentlemen, they said he was not coming back, but guess what? You're bullshit, TK. You're bullshit, Tony Khan. He is back. You know why? Because we got the devious one. We got the godfather of the circle of debate. We got the founding father of the bloodline. Put your one up in the motherfucking air for the return of Ivan C. <laughs> That is right. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. I am back. Got up to that two-part of course. West Side, baby. That's right. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. I am back. The devious one, Ivan C, is here back in action, ladies and gentlemen. That is right. Ah, man. I want to thank everybody before we begin the show. I want to thank everybody for wishing me a speedy recovery. And I am recovering, ladies and gentlemen. I am here recovering. And I'm still recovering, but I could not miss the show. Oh, I miss you, De Niro. I, I miss, miss everyone here. Yes, that's right. Dom, thank you so much. The moment we've been waiting for, I am here, ladies and gentlemen. That is right. I am here, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, yes. And I'm a huge welcome back. Thank you so much, Dom. Appreciate you. Top ropes coming up later on tonight here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Nick, of course, from the Ring Fanatics, thank you so much for tuning in as well. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nick. And I appreciate everybody for all that video. Well, you know, wishes recovery. Thank you all from the league. Appreciate you all so much for all of that, man. And yes, and I'm back in action, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. We are here. We're back. We're here we're with the narrow, of course. We're killing it. We're going to kill it tonight, baby. That is right. We are here, ladies and gentlemen. That is right. Yes, sir. Now, before we begin, of course, ladies and gentlemen, before we begin with anything else going on, do not forget to follow us, as you see right, right above. Follow us here at Circle Debate on YouTube, Twitter. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, along with the Bloodline Entertainment Network as well. If you're watching us on the Bloodline YouTube channel and Twitch, don't forget to listen to the Bloodline Entertainment Network on also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And don't forget, the rest of the DeLorean Podcast, you can listen to exclusively on iHeartRadio. Make sure 
you follow iHeartRadio, make sure you subscribe to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. As De Niro's there live for you every, what do I ever say? Almost every, what, every Wednesday, Monday, Friday, almost every day there yeah. on iHeartRadio. So make sure, make sure you've, you subscribe to iHeartRadio, subscribe to Wrestling DeLorean. You can follow him there. Mike De Niro, always killing it there. I'm proud of your brother killing it there, man. I'm so happy for you. Man. Appreciate you, brother. Don't forget as well, don't go to bloodlineentertainment.com for anything you guys like, for all your sports, for all professional wrestling, and a lot more there on the on the website. Make sure for MMA, everything overall, go to bloodlineentertainment.com to get everything there. And also you can find us there as well. So make sure you go there absolutely very well. And man, thank you for the intro. And there we have it all. Well, thank you so much. Yes. That's right. Don't mess. Yes, that is right. You heard it right here from the Blind Entertainment Network right there. Oh, yes. We are live, baby. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Oh, I wish I could play that song, but I don't want to get back. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> I, I, better than ever. Almost there. I'm at 100%. I'm almost there. Oh, yeah. Almost there. That is right. Man, we got an independent Man, yes, we do. We do got an independent wrestling. That is absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's time to get into action, baby. Don't forget, let's get into it now. Laos. We got a lot to talk about here, ladies and gentlemen. A lot, a lot, a lot. And let's do it. I got baby. the shakes that'll make you quake. I got the fries that'll cross your eyes. Mm-hmm. I got the burgers that'll. I just got burgers. Got burgers. And of course, J Man, what is going on, man? Appreciate you for tuning in as well, man. Thank you, brother. I know what a comeback for me, right? And yes, oh man, yeah, oh, thank you so much. Kofi Weaston, Dirty Heels, baby. Don't forget to follow him and subscribe as well. Shout out to Kofi Weaston, of course, man. Appreciate well, you, brother. Definitely. Oh man, and of course, Mr. Universal himself, Nick Theaterden, of course, from the Universal Podcast. Thank you so much, brother. Good. Yes, I'm glad to be back live, baby. Not just live, not only just alive, but live as well. Yeah, we ain't just live, we live. We live. And of course, <laughs> don't forget, also the Tim King Show, ladies and gentlemen. Love. Do not forget as well. There he is, of course, Tim King. Thank you so much, Papi. I am back. I appreciate you for that, man. All right. Before we get into any WWE, let's get into what happened 24 hours ago. That happened at Impact Wrestling, and that is, of course, against all odds. A lot of things that shocked me and it shocked the narrow as well. It shocked the world. Did not expect this at all. We have new champions, ladies and gentlemen, as we do have we have a new X Division champion, Chris Saban, defeating Trey Miguel, winning the X Division championship at Impact All Odds. And of course, the main event, as we got Alex Shelley becoming the Impact World Champion, defeating Steve Macklin. And now he is your world Impact World Champion. Congratulations to both of these. Of course, Motor City Machine Guns killing it, man. I, I didn't expect this at all. This was a shocker to me. And congratulations to both of these guys. I mean, it, it's it's amazing, and I just did not expect it. Of course, we did see uh, Deion Perrazzo and Trinity Fatu. They teamed up. I forgot who they faced, but I just you know didn't really watch too much of it. Back. It's too much professional wrestling to watch, ladies and gentlemen. i tell you that. But, man, it was a great event so far of what I've, what I've read and what I've seen a little bit by far. Uh, good to see OV, you know, beat, OVE beat back as well. So a lot of things happen in Impact that is, mind you, Impact is underrated. I know there's a lot that we cover here at Circle Debate, but we're going to try to cover Impact as much as we can. But there's a lot going on in Impact. 
But I want to just bring it up to the neural world. You're in shock of he's seen these Motor City Machine Guns grabbing these two titles. And now that we know by far, as of right now, we know, we know that uh, Alex Shelley will be defending the world championship against Nick Aldis at Slammiversary. I don't know if it's safe that he's going to rematch against Sherry Miguel. We don't know as of yet, but we know once we get to that area, once we get there, we will talk about it more. But I want to get your thoughts, Daniel. Give us your take, your thoughts overalls. Motor City Machine Gun, boys, you know, are you shocked? And was this a good idea? I mean, you break it down for us, bro. You did tell us, man. Yeah, you know, first of all, Alex Shelley winning the world title is really, really awesome for me because I've been a big fan of TNA for many, many years, since like 2002 when it started, right? So Alex Shelley's one of those original wrestlers who was always up there in the ranks, always put on entertaining matches, was one of the pioneers of the X Division. When uh, the Motor City Machine Gun started, it was such an awesome tag team that I fell in love with. You know what I mean? I always say like, they were the Young Bucks before the Young Bucks. The Motor City Machine Guns were one of the best tag teams in the world. And then, you know, Chris Saban had his opportunity with the world champion, but Alex Shelley never got to reach that point. Um, so for Chris Saban to now be X Division champion, I believe for like the either like eighth or ninth time, and then Alex Shelley to finally win the big one and become the world champion, it was a special moment for me. Um, I, I like it. I think that was unpredictable. I feel like everybody went into the show thinking that Steve Macklin was just going to have another victory going into Slammiversary. You know what I mean? Right. But here we had the big shocking thing, and it makes Impact Wrestling must watch. But just the fan of me, the fan who was watching TNA from back in the day, I had to mark out. I love this moment. I thought that it was a great moment. It was unpredictable, and it couldn't happen to a better guy who has been busting his ass for this business, not just in TNA, but for this business for many, many years and never was a world champion. Now he finally is a world champion. Absolutely, yes. And then so J-Man saying, so surprised me. Yeah, I think all of us are. Just 54 days. That's absolutely correct, J-Man. What's going on? Shout out to Faction Pass. Caught, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, my brother. Appreciate you. And Domus, of course, saying, I was extremely shocked. Wanted to be mad, but I love these guys. Congratulations to Shelly and, and Hale Saban as well. I mean, I, I agree. I just I didn't expect this, to be honest. I, and especially with Macklin's title ring to end that quickly, I still question, you know, why would they take that away? Maybe maybe his title ring was not as best as people thought it would be. I think I think it was a good move for Macklin to win, uh, to be the world champion. Uh, very underrated. Doesn't get the credit that he does deserve. And I feel that he should have had the title ring a little bit longer than what I would have thought he would have had it long. But you know, it's understanding, I guess. You know that it, what they're doing. I, I just still gotta gotta pay attention more to you know impact, like how we mentioned. We still gotta you know pay attention to it more and see what you know what their what the plans are. And um, I like the Trinity and Diana. You know how they so far. You know they they're gonna meet up at some anniversary. That's gonna be a good matchup to see. Is this too soon for Trinity? A lot of people are questioning that it is too soon for her to get this title shot because she doesn't have, you know, full single matches as of yet. I mean, I get that. But, I mean, we need to give a new challenge to Deanna Perrazzo, and I think Trinity is the greatest challenge for her. And this ad's going to be incredible. I can't wait till we get there till we even get the predictions for, you know, Impact's anniversary. Nick Aldis, the other hand, uh, I don't know. I mean, I get it. You know, former NWA world champion, the longest reign world NWA champion of all time. Now him challenging for the Impact World title. I, I would have loved to see him and, and Steve Macklin, but 
this is interesting to see because you still have someone who is uh, pretty much from day one of impact of Alex Shelley. And it kind of makes sense in a way, but I just, I still feel like Macklin should have been the guy um, defending that title against uh, Nick Aldis. But I mean, we'll just have to wait to see how this turns out to be. And, you know, Danero and I and everybody else will be keeping an eye on impact and to see what's going to happen. And, you know, how this story is going to develop, especially with OV, you know, OVE coming back, reuniting. What to see? How's that going to develop? You know, against violent by design or violent or however they call it now. I'm telling you, I, <laughs> I'm bringing it back in action, ladies and gentlemen. So give me some time. But, you know, let's see what uh, Fash got to say. A lot of people are now watching because, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, yeah, uh, I'd agree with that. That makes sense. I don't know if you agree with that, Danero. I mean, does it make sense for the people, you know, like the audience now to pay attention more to Impact because of Trinity? Do you agree with that? I I mean, yes and no. I, I feel like people have been watching Impact. Like, they still have the same amount of fans that have been watching, and they've been slowly growing and growing and growing for, like, the last couple of years to get back to where they were. But I don't think that – um, and this is no disrespect to Trinity because I think the world of Trinity, but I don't think her joining has really made them – you know, much more visible to fans. I feel like they still need to be on a better channel. They still need to put their shows in bigger arenas because they have the talent. But I don't think that's all based off of Trinity joining. Yeah, let's see what Nick got to say here. Love the decision. Macklin was great in and out of the ring. I don't think we're used to the short title rings. That's where the shock factor. Yeah, absolutely. I think I agree with you, Nick. I think that's what got, a lot, got us all. The short title ring for Macklin was just shocked us you know so I mean, and that's why i said i mentioned that you know that's why it was uh must everything is must watch because you never know when they're gonna pull the trigger on a title reign or on taking the title off somebody we all knew you know we all thought we knew that going into slam reversary was gonna be macklin versus all this and look at it, just like on a flip on a dime they let you know like look you cannot miss these uh specials that we put on fridays because you don't know what's going to happen so now you got to tune in yeah, absolutely. Totally agree with you with that. So, I mean, we'll have to wait and see and see how this is going to turn out to be. I'm excited for it. And we'll be pay paying attention to Impact. That's for sure. We will. All right. Now it's time to get into the action. Uh, let me see. Where the hell is it? Now I have to look for it. Jesus Christ. I have so much stuff here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I just got to, like, get everything ready here. So, man, it's just been a while since we've done this. Well, for me. Actually, what, it's been a what, week, two weeks? Two weeks, right? <laughs> Two weeks from uh, That's right. Well, we're going to talk about it because we didn't, obviously, because I was off because of my accident last week. But I just want to get this out of the way very quick. We don't have to go through details too, too much. But let's get over it with Night of Champions before we get into Raw and SmackDown. Of course, I, you know, Night of Champions for me was actually not a bad event. It was actually great. Great to see the crowd interacting for Sami Zayn, especially the returning uh, of Sami Zayn and Cohen Owens, Kevin Owens, in, into, of course, to Jada, so I mean, it was good to see them over there. Did not expect Zoe Stark with Trish now the alignment, did not expect that at all. Now we got that alignment, and you called it the Nero, you called it a while back before this. Seth Rollins is now the new world champion, and you called this on the line, you called it right on point, my brother. I appreciate you for that. The other expectation we did not expect, of course, Oscar be defeating Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. and Gunther and Mustafa Ali, good matchup, but, you know, sorry, Mustafa Ali. Come on, it's Gunther. You, you, and congratulations to Gunther now going over now the, I believe, over our, probably almost, a, almost a thousand, right, 365, I believe it was, the thing that yeah. he has. 
Uh, congratulations to him. Of course, the Usos costing your tribal chief and Solo Sequoia uh, their tag team championships against Sammy and Kevin Owens. And another, not, not surprised. I don't know what's going on here with Cody Rhodes, man. They're not. I don't know, but we'll get into that when we talk about Raw and SmackDown. But Brock Lesnar defeating Cody Rhodes, man, and of course, uh, uh, Rhea Ripley retaining. We already know that. That's that's nothing new, of course. But bring it out, Danero. Give us your thought overall of Night of Champions. I know we had, we did that opportunity chance because we, we know we were off. But bring it down, brother. Preach it. It's all yours. I thought it was an amazing show. Um, personally, I thought it was the best show of the weekend. Um, really, really fun show. Started out hot with with uh, Sami Zayn. Well, no, with uh, and AJ Styles. I was a little surprised that that matchup went on first, but I thought it was a really good matchup. Both those guys killed it. The right guy went over. Um, both deserved it, but Seth Rollins definitely deserves a long-term title. Um, and so far, like I'm not gonna go too much into Raw, but so far he's been doing well with that title too for the past two weeks. Um, really good show. Trish Stratus fucking killed it. Like you wouldn't think that Trish Stratus was, you know, retired for so long and then came back. Trish Stratus is doing great in the ring. I thought her matchup with Becky Lynch was a lot of fun. Uh, Gunther is. A fucking killer. I love it. He's destroying everybody. And, you know, it looks like there's no end in sight with his intercontinental title run. The matchup between Brock Lesnar and Cody, I thought that, you know, the right thing happened. You had to have Cody lose. And I feel like this way you could break him down and you're going to, you know, have him build himself back up. But that matchup was probably the weaker match of the night. Um, Main event, though. Well, first of all, the two uh, women's matches, you know, first... You had the the match between Natalia and Rhea Ripley, which was really a nothing matchup. But that matchup between Bianca and Asuka was phenomenal. Um, Asuka winning was a shock to me. I thought Bianca was going to retain. I thought that that matchup really del- delivered and killed it. Um, and the main event, the the matchup between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa was awesome. That crowd, that atmosphere was insane. Um, for Sami Zayn to get the reaction that he did was really special. Uh, especially with him being from Syrian descent and then being in Saudi Arabia, you know, not to play politics, but there's a lot of heat between Saudi Arabia and Syria. So for that to like, you know, happen was really, really cool to see. But the ending with Jimmy Uso and the whole story that they're going with now with the Usos versus Solo and Roman. I love it, man. We're, we're three and a half years in and the bloodline storyline just keeps on evolving and evolving and evolving. It's not even getting dull. It's must watch. It's the greatest story in wrestling and they keep on adding new twists and turns that make me excited. So I thought it was an amazing show that ended with an awesome, awesome uh, cliffhanger. Absolutely. Good call on my brother. Absolutely. And I mean, which is, man, might as well. Let's get into the action with Raw and SmackDown, baby. Now it's time to get into it. Now we can talk about it. And here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We're here to talk about some Raw and SmackDown. What happened, of course, we saw the aftermath. Uh, and new women's tag team champions. Of course, Ronda Rousey, of course, Shayna Baszler. And now we saw the great main event, and everybody's been giving him a great shout-out, Damian Priest, against Seth Rollins, which was a great main event for Raw. And speaking of Raw, make sure you check out on the Blood and Entertainment Network. Check out Raw Dogging with De Niro right there every Monday. The last 30 minutes of Raw as De Niro killed it. Explaining the last 30 minutes of Raw and the main event was awesome, and he broke it down. Every he said Raw was great, and that's why we we're gonna talk about with him here, <laughs> and also with SmackDown as well. A lot of things have been happening, of course. Paul Hammond telling 
you know, Jimmy Uso, hey, you know, you're going to be the next tribal chief. We just need you to win the U.S. title against, you know, Austin Theory. Of course, that didn't happen. And, of course, we did see the aftermath of what happened there. And, of course, Jimmy returning because of the attack of, uh, what's their, what's their name? Uh, pretty, whatever the hell their name Deadly, is. yeah. Yeah. Of course, attacking Jimmy Uso. And then, of course, Solo coming out. We saw that. We saw Oscar, you know, being introduced a new women's championship. Of course, the return of Charlotte Flair. She did not want it to be in line to be the next, you know, getting the, the title shot for it. And also the feud coming up for AJ Styles, Killer Cross. I did not expect that. And I mean, I think you called it in there a while back. I think I have to, we got to go back to the history and look at that. I think you did kind of call that a while back. But man, and then with Cody, I mean, I we see Cody, everybody's talking about it. It's gonna happen. We're going to have the rematch again for him and Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. It's going to eventually going to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen in Money in the Bank. Maybe Cody Rhodes defeats Brock Lesnar this time at SummerSlam. We don't know as of yet. But I I, I just question Cody's booking. I, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what's cool. I know we talked about it a while back about his booking. I don't, But I still want to bring it up, and I want to get your 100% thoughts. And not only that, but also with SmackDown, now we're going to have the NXT Women's Tag Team titles, of course, Isla Dawn and Alba Fire. They'll be defending their title. Title versus title, the combination, of course, the combined titles versus Ronda and Shayna. I'm, I'm excited for that, to be honest. This is now a great challenge for Ronda and for Shayna Baszler for that because this day, <laughs> Isla Dawn and, and Alba Fire, they're underrated. They don't get credit where they get credit. So I, I'm excited for that. And, of course, we did get, you know, women – now, making it advancing, of course, Eo Sky, and of course, we got, uh, of course, ba- Bailey making it. Of course, Mia Yim didn't make it, Shotzi did not make it, of course. But and then also, we did get, of course, uh, Jimmy telling Paul Heyman, Hey, so that means if I'm in, you're out the bloodline, right? I'm like, Oh, I don't know what's going on with this, man. So, bring it down to dinner on both, bring it down for Raw and SmackDown, give us a take of Raw, and also about Cody's booking. And what are you excited so far right now? What's going on in WWE? Yeah, I mean, Raw was a phenomenal show this past Monday. I I loved Raw. The matchup between Gunther and Kevin Owens was an absolute banger. Phenomenal, phenomenal matchup. The uh, match between Shinsuke Nakamura and Ricochet was a lot of fun. And then that main event with Damian Priest and Seth Rollins was an awesome main event. Damian Priest definitely stepping up to the plate and showing that he can hang in the main event with the world champion. And I said it on Monday. I'll say it here. I think that Damian Priest in... I think on Monday I said in a year's time, I would even say, yeah, I mean, I'll stick to that. In a year's time, Damian Priest could be a future world champion. He's shown that he could be in that top echelon of the WWE. Um, but Raw was a great show. SmackDown was fun, too. I like that SmackDown had, you know, the it wasn't just Jimmy and Jay teaming up against Roman and Solo. I like now, you know, they're planting the seed of doubt with Jay. Is Jay going to turn his back on Jimmy? Is Jay going to let greed and power come to get to his head if he becomes the new tribal chief i love how they continue to give you those twists and turns and those little little things that make you want to keep on tuning in um as for cody's booking i feel like cody is you know getting a little stale right i feel like the booking of cody is getting a little stale and this is the problem we had in AEW because if you remember when in AEW, everybody loved cody cody was the guy and he was cutting those emotional promos, and people were all behind it. And if you remember, I think going into uh, what was it, Full Gear 2019, when Cody was yeah. going after uh, 
Chris Jericho and Chris Jericho is the champion and Cody, if he loses, he'll never win the title or never go for the title again. He was cutting promos and people were really getting behind him. And then it was like, all right, cool. But then he would try to continue that style and st- the same promos and not switch it up. And that's when people were like, all right, this is getting boring. I called it before WrestleMania. I said that if Cody Rhodes did not win that title at WrestleMania, then I don't know how long he could keep Cody a babyface. Like right. Cody Rhodes is going to continue to cut these. I'm doing it for my father. I'm, you know, I'm doing it for America and I will not quit and I will not fail and all that. The same shit that got John Cena boot out the fucking building, right? Good the call. same shit that got Roman Reigns boot out the fucking building. I think that's only a matter of time before people are like, all right, Cody, show us something different. You know what I mean? Cody yeah. Rhodes coming out. Uh, so what do you want to talk about? Well, you talk about the same shit weekly. <laughs> so I don't know what we're talking about here. Like, we need something different. So, I love Cody Rhodes. I just think that we need a little more edge. You know what I mean? We need a little bit more edge to him. Show us some killer instinct. So, if he does face Brock Lesnar in a trilogy here, if he does face it for a third matchup and we get the rubber match between Brock and Cody, Cody's going to have to bring the heat. We're going to have to see a side of Cody that we didn't see before, and we need to see some ruthless aggression out of Cody Rhodes. Uh, You asked for it. You asked for it. Ruthless. Aggression. That's right. <laughs> the ruthless aggression of Cody Rhodes we need to see. And you're called, hey man, good fucking point, brother. They're absolutely right. You are on point with that. Thank you. Thank you. Man. Yeah, I, I feel the same. I just, I, I do. I, I don't know what is exactly their plans here, man. I don't know what is the intentions with Cody Rhodes, unless this is Cody's decision of getting booked this way. That's where I kind of question as well, because I don't know if. I mean, I, I I know where Paul is heading to with this. I know where he's going with this in some type of way. I I can see that he's trying to build Cody at his best. Uh, but this is too long. I just don't. I don't know. I I just we just you know what I have to. I'm gonna keep an eye on it too, brother. I, I, if it's going the same route how you mentioned, man. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what's going on because Cody's gonna be going down a little bit. So. I don't know about that. I don't know. Uh, you know, we just have to wait and see. And let's see what everybody got to say here on the chat. Let's see what Cody Rhodes is <laughs> the, the politician. <laughs> he is the politician faction, guys. I think Cody Rhodes' problems from day one have been heel tendencies. That could be so. I mean, that could be so. The Nick, you did call Cody Rhodes 2024. <laughs> You're calling it right now. Yeah. What is going on, Dylan? What's going on? Thank you so much, brother. Appreciate you for welcoming back. Thank you so much, brother. We have to wait and see, bro. I don't know what's going on with this. You know, it's interesting to see all of this, how this is happening right now with, you know, with WWE. I mean, with the Bloodline especially, I'm very intrigued to see how this is, the breakup's going to happen. Are they going to bring in new members? I don't know how they're going to do that. Are we going to see, like, I saw somebody on social media posting the the Civil War type of, like, banner, like Jim Uso versus, you know, Roman Reigns. I don't know if we're going to see all that. I, I don't know. And um, I'm excited more for AJ and Killer Cross. Forgot finally we get Killer Cross doing something. So I know now with AJ, that's going to be interesting to see. Uh, and also, AJ's going to bring the best out of that boy. So, oh, yeah. I totally agree with you. Bro. He's going he's gonna to bring the hell out of that man. And I'm excited to see how is he going to do that. That I am excited. And then also, Scarlett Bourdais, Mia Yim, we might see that. So I'm actually. Pretty stoked for that. I'm actually pretty stoked for that. 
Uh, Gunther and Kevin Owens was a great matchup on Raw. That was great. I don't know what's going to – I mean, we saw what happened on SmackDown. All the tag teams, whoever gets the winner gets a shot of, of Owens and Zami. We'll see. I like how they're building the, the tag team division at least. That's good. Good for everybody there, uh, what's going on. Charlotte, Oscar. I hope Oscar wins. I just want to say that right now. I hope Oscar wins, cheats. I just don't want to see Charlotte the champion anymore. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't want to see Charlotte fans. Sorry, I don't. I, I just can't. I can't deal with it. I need Charlotte. <laughs> I, I get her ass in the money bank. But we'll talk about the money in the bank right now. Who's in? Who's in it? And who needs to be in it? And who should win? But man, uh, it's good to see at least Mia Yim getting more booked. Good to see Shotzi getting booked more. I'm really happy for them. Uh, Zoe Stark as well. The alignment was with Trish. And it's interesting to see that. I'm excited to see how that's going to turn out to be. So I'm definitely, definitely excited to see how that's going to turn out to be. But, man, uh, there you go. So, I mean, we'll, we'll keep an eye on Ron Smackdown for you guys. Don't forget, every Monday on the Blood Entertainment Network. Follow this man right here. Follow the Blood Entertainment Network for Raw Dogging with Nero every Monday. He's in the last 30 minutes, so he's going to bring us in for what's coming up this Monday Night Raw. So make sure you tune in for that. All right. Now we get into it. Now we got to get talking to Money in the Bank. This is the competitors that we have. Let me see before we even start. Let's see what Nick got to say. AJ brought the best out of almost. No doubt he'll bring Steve mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Nick. I totally agree with you. Now we got to get into it here. This is what we have so far on the men's side, and then we have the women's side. So we do have so far on the on the men's side, we have Shinsuke, of course, Santos Escobar, Ricochet, Butch, and of course, hey, <laughs> LA Knight, baby. My man right there. And the men's side of money in the bank. A ladder match. Women's side. Becky Lynch, Bailey, who just made it yesterday, Eo Sky, who made it yesterday too. Stephen Vega made it last Friday. Zoe started making it on Raw. So I don't know how many more we need to add in Raw on this. Uh, are they going to add one more or are they going to add two more? On- I believe they're doing six, right? They usually do six. Six, right? So they're going to have one more than it's left, right? So yeah. next week. Okay. So who would you add on the men and women's side? And who do you think should win? This is the biggest hmm. question for you, De Niro. So break it down. The floor is yours, my brother. Hmm. The mid side, I would like to see uh, Damian Priest because I think after his his performance on Raw, I believe that he deserves another opportunity. I think that Damian Priest and Matt Riddle has a qualifying match on Raw this Monday. Mm-hmm. So out of those two, definitely going with Damian Priest. Um, as for the competitors that are in this matchup so far, this matchup is going to be awesome for the men's side because you have a lot of talent in there. I really like that they got uh, Santos Escobar in there. I really like that LA Knight is in there, and I like that Butch got his little shine too. You know, I, I didn't think that they're going to do that, but I like that Butch is getting his shine. Um, as for the winner, I think that as much as I just said, you know, I think I'm fucking sound hypocritical. I just said Damian Priest, but if the if it comes down to even Damian Priest in this matchup, I think that the winner has to be LA Knight. LA Knight has so much potential to be one of the biggest stars in the WWE. He has so much charisma, such a great talent, but it's like, when are they going to pull the trigger on LA Knight? He, he's been a megastar everywhere he's been, right? So give this man a chance. Let him roll with the money in the bank. He would be perfect for money in the bank. See? Trey Sims, thanks for being here. I Thank agree you. with you. L.A. Knight for Money in the Bank. As for the women, 
another competitor, it's interesting. I, I think that it would be um, interesting if you got – hmm. I don't know. Like, do you have a lot of good talent in there? I don't know. Who, who would you put as the fifth person? As for the winner, though, I think that I'm already going with someone that's already in the matchup. I think it would be awesome if EO Sky wins that money in the bank and then ends up becoming the world champion. EO Sky versus Asuka just booked that match already, man. Like, I want that match one-on-one, world title, put that shit in the stadium or whatever. You, They're going to kill it. So EO Sky becomes money in the bank, put her against Asuka. Let's see what faction. Low uh, po- uh, don't say that. Don't say that. Don't I don't, that. Know, I don't say that. Uh, what? Logan Paul is the last person in the men's side? Wait a minute. Tell me he didn't just say that. If WWE pulled some bullshit like that, that would be like they what they did last year with Austin Theory joining the last minute and then winning it. So I, I would not like that at all. I, I fashion love you, man, but unfortunately I agree with the new on this one because I do not want Logan Paul in that last one. They're gonna be in London. Who else could? Yeah, I mean I don't I don't know about Logan Paul to be honest with you. I don't know See, he's lucky him. this isn't the Conan show. We would suspended him. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Imagine that. that it's been for a week. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, so, on the women's side, okay, look, let me go with the men's side. I'm with you. LA Knight should win. LA Knight, I think, she is the man. I think him holding it for a long time until when the, right is, the time is right for him to cash it in will be fantastic. And I think he will do great. Remember, we, I, I'm pretty sure with the nerves too, but Look, L.A. Knight is underrated as fuck. Nobody, like, if you go back and look at his, before he came to, you know, back to WWE, the man has done fantastically a great job outside of WWE. Oh, yeah. He does not get the credit where he credit deserves. He is the greatest heel of all time. He could be a face if he wants to be. But, man, this man is a killer, man. I, I like it. I like the, I like Santos getting the opportunity. Great job from LWO, at least. It's not putting Rey Mysterio involved. He's at least putting over the talent. Santos, I'm, I'm very happy for him. Shinsuke, I'm happy. Ricochet, I'm happy. Butch, Pete Dunne, happy for him. Who should be the last guy in this one? Good question on that. I think on this one, like I said, I mean, Damian Priest could be the guy. Maybe so. How you mentioned, maybe he could be the guy. I think him, uh, I think he could be. I don't see Finn Balor. I don't think he should be. Not from especially the injury that happened to Mania for him. I think Damien should pick them. If they put Dom in this shit, I will fucking lose my mind if they fucking put Dom in this shit. I will lose my mind. I hope they don't do it, but I'm afraid they're going to do that. I hope not. And then we do have on the women's side. I, so I got a bad feeling. I just got a bad feeling. Something tells me the neuro. And I'm going to say it. Yes. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. I, know. I probably <laughs> had to say this, but I think they're going to add Charlotte into this one. That's why I, I, see, I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say that. I, either, had, but... I had to say it. They're, she's going to lose to Oscar. She has to lose. There's no fucking way they fucking give yeah. Charlotte the title already. If they do that, shame of you. And I know it's you, Vince McMahon. 
You're bullshit, Vince. You're I know bullshit. it's you. Yes, you <laughs> you're bullshit, Vince. I know it's you because knowing your ass, knowing your ass, you're telling Paula Beck, hey, pal, I need to, I need to fuck Charlotte to get as a champion. She's a great champ. I already know you are, Vince. That's bullshit. Mm -hmm. Don't do it, Vince. Don't fucking do it. I know you're going to do it. But I hope not. I just hope not. I hope Selena Vince. You know what? I want Selena to win. She's going to be the one. Mind you, her career right now has really been more hyped up than ever before. I mean, I know disrespect is to Vega like that, but she has hype ever since now, becoming a face, joining LWO, the alignment with her, and of course, Sansel Escobar and everybody else has been fantastic and has been, and then her, look how it was in her hometown. You know, great moment for her. Right now, she's getting that moment. I wish she could win. But then again, I don't mind Zoe Stark either. But is it too soon for Zoe Stark? There's a lot of things. There's so much questionable. But I got a bad feeling, Denner. They're going to fucking add Charlotte Flair to this, man. I just have a I bad hope not, feeling. bro. I, I know. I don't want it either, man. Not the briefcase is money, I got to say. I know. It's and bail then, money. Let's see. Charlotte's a legend. Winning titles. Ah, this is hey, that's a debate right there. Right? For another week. <laughs> the, hey, hey, we'll, we can talk about that. Hey, you know what? It's a good topic. We'll no, she, she, she is a legend, and I think that you know, she's always been a good champion, but at a certain point, the shit just gets boring. Like, come on, she's going what if she wins another one, she's 15 times champion. Yeah, that's the thing. It gets boring. <laughs> give us some time, bro. Yeah, you gotta give it some time for her, man. It's just like she's just champion at wrestling. Like what in April? Like she was just champion in April. We have to fucking go back and they have so much talent. This is not the days of you know when they didn't have as much talent as they do now. There is so much talent on that women's roster. The best women's division right now is in WWE, bar none. And you won't keep on going to the well and giving it to Charlotte. Come on. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I don't, I, I wouldn't. There's no reason to. You need to hype up this new talent. You have to look. I know people are going to say it's the same for Oscar. Look at her. She, but here's the difference, though. We haven't seen the heel Oscar this side, and this is what I like to see from her. I love that heel. Heck, I don't even mind her if she joins a, a, a line and stuff with Eo Sky. I don't give a damn. I don't mind that. You know, and I. Why the hell not? We want to see Oscar this his heelish side of Oscar, and I like it. And for Zoe, I don't mind her even getting a title shot either. I think she, like I said, I've been a big fan of Zoe Stark before she even joined NXT and all that because, you know, I follow her her career outside of that. And, you know, and she is another underrated star, does not get credit at all. Either Io Sky or Vega. I, I'm, yeah, I'm likewise too. It's, I don't mind Io Sky either winning. I don't mind that. I mean, <sighs> sitting with Vega, I don't mind either. I mean, but something tells me we're gonna see something gonna see Charlotte get involved in this one. I, I something tells me that she is not gonna be going anywhere. She's gonna be losing the title shot against Sasuke. She's gonna be in, in this or or De Niro. What about we see Bianca Belair joining this one? Mm. 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 <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that too. I like that a lot better. If you had to tell me choose between Bianca and Charlotte. I know, right? I'm looking at the ponytail. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we just have to wait to see. I mean, how is that going to turn out to be? And, and 
I don't know. That's just gonna be very, 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 very tough. I I, I don't know yet, man. I, it's it's really really tough here. Um, man, money money in the bank, man. I mean, what else are you expecting for money money in the bank? What other feuds are you expecting? I mean, what are you what are your thoughts? You know, we're still obviously we got like a couple more minutes before we got Matt Callis and of course the director comes joining us in a few for Dino Mine, of course, and for. Double or nothing because we will be covering them nothing because, like I said, we haven't had the opportunity. But we're gonna just give our thoughts overall once they come in in a few minutes, like in six minutes. But but so far, we're gonna kill six minutes here before they come in. But yeah, go ahead and break it down. I mean, what are your thoughts, my brother? I think that um, for Money in the Bank, see, Money in the Bank is always that weird show where it's a big show on the pay per view calendar for WWE, but also is right before SummerSlam. So you don't have too many big name matches. Um, I feel like for some of the big matches, like Roman Reigns and Solo versus the Usos, you probably wait till SummerSlam. You don't pull the trigger and put that on Money in the Bank. Even though Money in the Bank, if I'm not mistaken, Money in the Bank is going to be in England, right? Yeah. The O2 Arena. So international sure. pride, you want to you wanna bring out the big guns. Um, I feel like we'll definitely be getting Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. After we saw the ending of what happened on Raw, um, with Finn Balor trying to interfere after Seth, well, after Damian Priest told him not to, and I could see that happening. Um, I don't think we see Roman Reigns on the show, unfortunately, because like I said, you save him for SummerSlam. Yeah. Unless, unless you do Roman versus Jimmy on this show, and then Roman and. Solo versus Jimmy and Jay at SummerSlam. And I don't think you see Cody versus Brock on this show. I think you wait for SummerSlam as well. So that's why it's it's a little weird because it's a big show. And it's always been on the calendar for a big show for WWE. And it's one of those shows that you look forward to, Money in the Bank. But being that it's right before SummerSlam, they hold off a little bit on the big marquee matches. You know what I mean? Yeah. I agree. I it's just a tough call on this one. How they're gonna do it, and I I hope it'd be good. I just hope it'd be a great money in the bank. We'll we'll do our predictions, you know, soon enough once we get to that point. And uh, I'm excited for it. At least for I'm excited for honestly, really for LA Knight. I just I'm glad he's getting his opportunity where he deserves because I we haven't seen much of LA Knight being in, in events like that. And I hope that this man does win the money in the bank. I don't mind him winning. I really want him to win. I don't want – I know I'm going to get shitted on this, but I do not want Ricochet. I do not want – Who's going to shit on you for that? Who, who's looking at this match and says, Ricochet better win this? Fuck out of here. I, <laughs> <laughs> I like Ricochet, I, but Ricochet is just there to pull out some cool spots, and that's it. I just hope not. I just hope that these – man, like I said, I just hope that they do not make that decision. The booking, Ricochet to come in. Hell no. They better not do it. Oh, no. They better not do it. Don't do it, damn it. I hope not because I don't want to see that. I don't think you want to see that, De Niro. I don't want to see that either. The hell with that. I don't don't want to see it. I don't know. (laughs) So, man, let's see. Um. Before we even get into, because we still have to wait for the the other guys coming in, but 
I got a question real quick. Go, go for it. Go for it. What do you think about the booking of Shinsuke Nakamura? Because I think since going to Raw, Shinsuke has been being built back up as a star. He, he's looking a lot more like the old King of Strong style and less of the artist on SmackDown. <sighs> How can I say about it? What I say? I don't know. Right now, I'm not really much interested. It sucks. I know. <laughs> I know. I love Shinsuke, but I want him to be more aggressive. I need that man to be. I, don't get me wrong; it was a good matchup. Him and Ricochet. And then, of course, we did get Bron, you know, Bronson Reed, you know, interfering. Maybe Bronson Reed could be the guy. Maybe the last guy here, which he should be. Maybe. I like, so. Yeah, Bronson Reed. I feel like at first when he came back to WWE, I was so excited, right, to see what he could do. Yeah, and I'm still in. Like he didn't do nothing wrong. Like I liked his little mini feud with Bobby Lashley. Yeah. So that was dope, but I feel like Bronson Reed had unfinished business in New Japan. Like I would have liked to see him finish out some of his uh the the way he was heading in New Japan was going to be special. I feel like he was going to be the next Vader, the next Bam Bam Bigelow, top Gaijin, a Kaiju. But instead, mm-hmm. now he's back to just being another guy in the WWE. So I hope that. You know, they are promoting him well. I feel like, you know, his matches with Shinsuke were great. I feel like his feud with Roman Reigns, well, not Roman, his feud with uh, Bobby Lashley was good. But Bronson could be a top heel, easily a top yeah. heel or a monster. I just hope that they go that route. You know, just hope so. Like the big boys. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I hope they I hope they do, and I hope they go towards that direction. We just have to wait and see how they're going to book them. I, I'm just like, oh, I just hope they book these guys right. Let's hope so. Um, we just have to wait and see how this turns out to be. That is for sure. So, I mean, I, I'm excited for them. Hopefully, we get some excitement for them. And, which you know, we'll have to wait to see the next couple of weeks here. And on especially, don't forget, check my ball down every Monday night with De Niro because he's going to be bringing that action to you guys the last 30 minutes for sure. Mm-hmm. And you know we're just waiting for the others to come in in a few minutes, which they should be coming in in a few minutes now. We're just waiting for them to come on in, so we can start it off here and you know get the road going with these guys. Word. So, yes, sir. I, but go I ahead. want to take a quick opportunity to thank everybody who tuned in this past Monday to Raw Dogging with the Nero, making it the highest viewed episode of Raw Dogging with the Nero in our very short history. But thank you very much for everybody who tuned in. It was a lot of fun. You know I mean? Hopefully, y'all come back on Monday this week for the main event, whatever the main event will be. But definitely, I think that, you know, I wanted to take that opportunity to thank everybody. Because, yeah, the numbers went up exponentially. Like, it went from, like, you know, 50 viewers to all of a sudden I had, like, 150 viewers. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, Absolutely. Shit. Yeah, man. You, you're liking it. Yeah. You killed it, man. You killed it. Absolutely. Definitely killed that. It. Yeah, let me talk to my gamers out there for a quick moment. Go for it. Go for it. Yo, people in the chat, you know what I mean? Let me talk to you guys. You guys are gaming. Are you guys excited or not for AEW Fight Forever? I know you guys, there's a lot of bullshit out there about, oh, WWE 2K has better graphics than AEW. Guess what? AEW already announced that this is supposed to be an homage to classic arcade wrestling games. So for the fact that they're not worried about the graphics, they're more worried about the gameplay. I'm excited about that, but people should not be comparing WWE 2K to AEW Fight Forever because it's two different styles, it's two different engines, it's two different games, right? But are you excited? I know I am. I pre-ordered that shit. 
I can't wait for the 29th. You know what I mean? I, I have to fucking go to work. But, you know, when I come home, I'm going to fucking throw on the PS5. And I'm fucking playing Fight Forever. I might grab a second controller, give it to my fiance, and fight her in a barbed wire exploding, you know, death match. Who knows? It's going to be awesome. But I'm excited for Fight Forever. Are you guys excited for Fight Forever? Are you excited for Fight Forever, Ivan? I'm excited for it. Uh, I want to see how they're going to do it, even though I'm much of a gamer. But, uh, I mean, we just have to wait and see and how that's going to turn out to be. So, I'm kind of, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see how that turns out to be. And, yeah, let's see what's going on. And speaking of seeing what's going on, he is here, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, oh. What's up, guys? Oh. I love yes. your Sting shirt. Jeez, I know I probably want would want to get my hands on it. Appreciate <laughs> it, man. Ladies and gentlemen, he is here. This will hand a podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Matt Callis, ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? Oh, and he brought his uh curveball today, baby. I brought that the curveball nice. just in case. Absolutely. Oh, there, man. There's, there's almost too many things happening. You know, I mean, I really wouldn't be surprised if uh, BTS and The Rock show up on both Raw and Dynamite in one week on the same show, on both shows. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm ready for you. Let's go. Yeah. Whenever, but not Go not quite ready. yet. Not just yet. <laughs> but you got not just yet. Not just yet. That's right. We're just waiting for the director. He'll be joining us in a few minutes, of course. But man, Matt Callis, I mean, have you been paying attention to WWE? Or have you been like, you know, watching the, what they've been doing less of late? The most probably thing that I that I have on my watch list is I need to watch Killer Cross versus Nakamura. That's probably or Carrying Cross versus Nakamura. That's probably one of the favorite things I've seen them do in recent months. Because you know, I I really don't know. We really it's anybody's guess how much the old man is doing things. You know, it's like is he doing this? Is he doing that? Is 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 he responsible for this? Is it Hunter? Is it the old man? You know, so we. It, if unless we have somebody backstage, you know, I mean, they could have official statements or have said a few things, but we really don't know unless we're there. You don't know, man. You've never been there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Matt, are you a gamer? Oh, big time. Well, this this I know about about you guys were talking about Fight Forever. I've played WCW, uh, the WCW versus NWO for N64. I gave I had a custom character and I gave him the four horsemen theme, but he was like <laughs> seven. He was seven foot tall and he could do the the frog splash and the shooting star press, and he nice. could do the scorpion deadlock. He was he was a pretty cool character. Well, well, it's funny that you brought that game up. The um the same engine, the Aki team that worked on WCW versus NWO Fight Forever Fight Forever NWO versus NW well WCW versus NWO Revenge I'll get it <laughs> right the same team that worked on that also worked on Fight Forever so it's a homage to those classic games like No Mercy um WrestleMania 2000 what was the other one that they had cuz WCW had two games by Aki they had Was it Revenge or was it World Tour World Tour so yeah. they had the World Tour and Revenge. They were both also by Aki. So that same Aki team teamed up with uh, Ukes and with uh, THQ Nordic, and they worked on Fight Forever. So that's why I'm really excited because growing up, those N64 wrestling games were the shit. So I, if they bring that same energy with this game, I'm excited. I think this is those two that 
that game is going to be on my list of when I when I finally get the ball rolling on my Twitch channel, when I start mm. playing games on Twitch, that's going to be one of them. I know it's going to change the culture around like video games once that one comes out because number one, it's a new game. Number two, people from like like this, some, some millennials and then are going to go into a Gen Z dominated space that is Twitch and they're going to yeah. kind of flood in there with Fight Forever and then there's going to be a lot of Gen Z people playing Fight Forever you know, getting into that as well. So that's going to be, it's going to be a big cultural change with fight forever. Kind of mm -hmm. unrelated. Do you ask me if I'm a gamer? It's it's unrelated to wrestling, but I'm just going to mention it anyway, because I want to give this game publicity. It's called Tempest Rising. And it's basically mm -hmm. from the makers of Red Alert, Red Alert, Red Alert 2 and Command and Conquer. And oh, wow. all, Command and Conquer Tiberian Sun. And it's like the big, it was the Pepsi to StarCraft's Coca-Cola basically <laughs> i remember yeah. command and conquer when i was younger i used to love that game so there's a new one coming out there's a new one i remember i had to i had the one with uh what's his name with rick flair you remember rick flair was on the uh he was like yeah, uh, he was during the cut scenes or whatever yeah rick flair's in command and rick flair's in command and conquer three red alert yeah. three Rick Flair's he's like a general. He's like, "Woo! We're sending in the troops." Woo! <laughs> yeah, he, he was still in character. He was dressed in like some blue camo, right? Yeah, he was blue camo. Like camo and he was like, "It's he's time to show him what America could do." Woo! Woo! And Jenny McCarthy was was like he was commanding Jenny McCarthy. It was the most insane thing. <laughs> and what's his name? Um Mr. Sulu uh what's, uh, what's his name from uh Hikaru Sulu from from Star Trek, he was like the emperor of Japan, and Tim Curry was the was the leader of Russia. It was insane. Yeah. So, but that so the new one the new one's called Tempest Tempest Rising, and it's set to come out sometime this year. Mm -hmm. You know, I know I'm gonna be playing a lot of that. It's it, it that game. They I haven't even that. released the sea units or the helicopters or the jets yet, but it's it's gonna be a good one. Now, yeah, I definitely have to check that out. And you should you should live stream that on Gaming with the Bloodline on Twitch. I will. I will. I love I love that the Bloodline also has uh has anime. I sent them a message about it. I gotta catch up on some new anime because they're mainly kept uh covering new anime. Really? Oh yeah, they are, huh? They are covering new anime. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah, you see. I've been out of commission, ladies and gentlemen. Give me some time. <laughs> yeah, just ready to come back in action. So Jesus, give me a break. A little break, at least a little. We're waiting for the director. He'll be joining us. And shout out to the Clarks Wrestling Podcast. Appreciate you, my tribal chief. That's right. I am back. Yes, absolutely. And also, besides Circle Debate YouTube, you can also find a contact on the Bloodline Entertainment Network as well. Subscribe to the Bloodline Entertainment Network as well. Uh, absolutely. So, I mean, man, I was just waiting for the director to join us in a few minutes. He's still, you know, obviously having a little... Let's see. Let me see where the hell he's at. I need to ask him, where are you, director? Because we got to start it off. So we got to start this That's off. And, you know, it's about that time. So, I mean, I, I mean, before we get into Dynamite, we are going to get into, of course, because we have, since we were off last weekend because of my situation, but now we're here. We're just going to do like overall towards it. Once the director joins us, we'll do overall. And then I'll obviously put everything up here. We're just going to do the whole overall of what happened, of pretty much what happened on Double or Nothing, because. You know, we didn't have the opportunity to talk about it. We're going to talk about it here once we get the director coming in. 
Uh, but I just want to get everybody, you know, obviously everybody's take, uh, you know, so far of it. Uh, so I'm set up the background for that double nothing. That's right. And there you go, Matt, as you talked about it right there for gaming. For more gaming mm-hmm. content, visit Twitch, twitch.tv slash bloodline ENT4. You know what? You guys are, well, this isn't, this isn't a curveball. This is a direct challenge. Are you guys ready for a deadly challenge right now? Go Let's go. For it. go. So everybody at the Bloodline Entertainment Network, everybody who games on Twitch, I challenge you to a one-on-one skirmish match on Tempest Rising once it's released. Really? That sounds I'll, fun. Uh, every single every single one of you one-on-one. I'm down to to we could line up whatever date, but I'm down one-on-one skirmish on LAN on multiplayer. You too, Denaro, you're not you're not hey. We'll, we'll go one. There, there, and he, he is here, ladies and gentlemen. At his that took forever. Holy shit. Anyway, oh, what up? He is here, ladies and gentlemen. I wouldn't that be Real quick, I just want to say, Matt, challenge accepted. Chris, what's up, brother? Let's oh, play for the director. Don't challenge me to anything. I'll, I'll lose whatever That's not safe for work content, Ivan. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Well, we already have TVMA, so. Uh, that's true. That is that is an ECW video for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Now we're the directors here, ladies and gentlemen. The director. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. No more other recap. We had it in like three weeks. so good. That's right. We got everybody here in action. Oh, so the challenge was like. I'm just challenging everybody to a one-on-one match on an RTS game because I know you're. Oh, yeah, I, I I hate those. I would lose. <laughs> there we go. That's what I want to do. All right, but yeah, you know, bef- remember we were off, of course, because of my situation. But we're gonna do it very quick overall before we get into dynamite. We just want to get our get out of the way, out of the way, of course. Give our, of course, thoughts of die of not dynamite, but double or nothing because we haven't done that, and now we're gonna and have then- the opportunity. 2,000 hours since this, so let's see if our reviews are uh, fresh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, you guys are going to start off. You know, I'll give mine very quick. Just get it the hell out of the way. I'm just going to say it. What am I going to give this out of 10? I'm going to be straight honest. I give this a five and a half, six. You give it a five? Okay. Like, I, I know I'm going to get shitted on. I'll be like, why? I, I, I am a big uh, AEW fan. However, was this event was like, oh, my God, is a shit? Not necessarily. I don't feel it wasn't as much. I mean, there were spreading matches that it was. I was impressed uh, with, of course, Chris Sandler. That shocked the shit out of me. Did not expect that at all. Heard of defeat Jade Cargo after Jade Cargo defeat Tiger Valkyrie. Did not expect that. Uh, did not uh, did not expect Karen Jarrett to hit Brett Rockley with the damn fucking guitar. Did not expect that at all. Um, and, and also, I mean... Jericho and Adam Cole match was not what everybody expected. Everybody actually gave that a match of five or below, even Meltzer. What, Meltzer? You did that? I shocked me. But that's Uncle Meltzer for you. Hey, Meltzer, you might lose your 
might lose your little BFFs there on AWs. You have to be careful how you, you know, do the matches for them, buddy. <laughs> and of course, Warlow and Christian. Eh, Warlow really you did the Jeff Hardy bomb, whatever the hell, the up the ladder, of course. And you know, of course, MJF was gonna win. We expected that great, and that was surprises that I didn't expect it to be the main event because I knew they're gonna put Bullet Club. Come on, you have the BC, you have the EVP, you have Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. You think they're not gonna put themselves in the main event? They did that and against Combat Pool Club, you know, Combat Book Club, and of course, them with the win with the upset. Even though the director called it. He said he might just join, you know, combat book club, you know, combat club. But he did his own. He brought in Tonoska to catch the. He brought him in attacking Kenny Omega. I can't wait to hear what the director got to say about that. I, I just cannot wait to hear everybody overall, but did not expect that at all. But other than that, like I said, I don't. And then of course FTR retaining against Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Of course the battle royale, all of that, everything. Like I said it wasn't too exciting for me. I don't know why. I hate to say that, but it wasn't for me. I want to hear what everybody had to say. So we start off with De Niro, then I'll go with the rest of the year. De Niro, go ahead. Overall, double or nothing, baby. Finally, here to talk about AEW. Had to turn the hat over, you know. What I mean, to show that <laughs> I actually support AEW. So you know, when people say I'm a aw hater that's bullshit you know i mean look at this i've this never heard funny. anyone do people say that about you <laughs> the Lord, they're like oh you're always hating on aw i'm like i've never I heard you like love aw i've never heard you hate on it yeah i don't know because i am critical of some things it's that doesn't mean i hate it i actually watch it a lot more than wwe but um yeah i, I think the show was a two-match show i think the show was kind of boring and you know just missable until the last two matches where it really picked it up i was a huge fan of that four-way the main event was awesome but that four-way with mjf jungle boy darby and sammy they all killed it that was a matchup that delivered but i don't think that they were going to put that in the main event just because of the lack of star power in that matchup so i understand why they went with the anarchy in the arena matchup as the main event but those two matches were freaking phenomenal. I think that that was the I'm very uncomfortable with how close Cesaro is to me or Moxley. That's very he's weird <laughs> how close that is. <laughs> you touching Moxley? I got who's this Wardlow's foot in mine? <laughs> yeah, Wardlow's right there. But definitely, I think it's a two match show. Like I think that everything else was either okay to average, but those last two matches definitely delivered, and I think that you know that made the show go up in my end because before those two matches i was like this is pretty boring but i really did enjoy that four-way for the world title i enjoyed the anarchy in the arena okay all right all right all right matt Callis, go ahead it's it's rather than like downing the show i i'd say this is more like a halfway point if anything this would be like a go-home dynamite but like a longer go home. Like if I they like put, that. Two, I like I that. that. Good the point of it. Yeah. Good call. If you took two go home episodes of Dynamite together in one, then this is what it would be. Like just, just maybe like a four hour or three hour go home Dynamite rather than, you know, a pay-per-view. Cause this is still, it doesn't feel like these stories are complete. These are just like setting up for other things. You know, it was like, okay, I'll watch the next thing. You know, this isn't the conclude like, WrestleMania, most of the time, and Revolution, they're usually like the conclusions of a lot of storylines. Like, Revolu AW Revolution, there was Moxley and Jericho, and that was the conclusion. You know, this isn't a conclusion. This is, 
I know they usually start some new stuff at at, at the at the conclusion of it, but this is still just the beginning because you know we didn't really see there are some some title changes, but they're not like it doesn't feel like a the beginning of a new era. You know, like Tony Storm's getting the title that doesn't feel like the start of a new era or anything like that, or it doesn't feel like because we've seen enough of these people. Um, yeah, Chris. Uh, by the way, everybody needs to, to know now that Chris's new nickname is Nostradamus. <laughs> what? Why? Because <laughs> he predicted this. Horrible, man. I, you he know did. what he did? He did predict this. He did. He did. He did. It, it, the only, just the Blackpool Combat Club uh, component to, of it, I guess, you know, you could still turn heel and not join up. You not be like 100% aligned. And right. I'm glad that they're doing their own thing. You know, I guess it's really their time to shine. Oh, the best thing of all to catch the gang some microphone time and you know maybe we'll see some new gear some new music i don't know maybe he could get like it would be cool if he got like a Dern gray song or something like that as his theme <laughs> i understood that or catonic yeah <laughs> catonic Dern gray if he it like the could get that and that would be pretty sick that would be pretty maybe they could bring in like mr mr fuji or something that would also be insane you know didn't he call Oh, I don't know. I'm mean, what did you call it? What was it the, the the whenever the Saudi Arabians want want a wrestler is like, yeah, they, it's over 130 years ago. Also, they're not alive anymore. <laughs> yeah, like that's when remember that when they brought in like that sumo wrestler because the Saudi prince wanted Yokozuna. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know. You didn't know. They're you using know. a lot of they're, they use that that uh, Simpsons meme like these these players aren't alive anymore. Mr. Burns, blast! Who are the popular ones nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> All right, director, best for last, baby. Give us your break. Yeah, um, I know my aka Nostradamus. Yeah, Nostradamus. Yeah, he is Nostradamus, a professional wrestling man. This guy always gets it right. I don't know the fuck. Does did I did I have any opinions about Statlander coming back and winning the title? Did I predict you're doing nope, that? Nostradamus. Nostradamus. Or, I think yeah. you did. I think you did. If we I don't know if I time. predicted it or if I just expressed that You're I. You're saving it for her. You you predicted it perfectly, though. Yeah. Which. Um, I have mixed feelings about it because she is not a part timer by choice. She's a part timer by injury. So mm -hmm. let's see how long she can stay out of the the medical facilities, you know? Mm -hmm. um and it was a protected win uh you know it's a one with an asterisk essentially because she had just had a match with tay valkyrie that she had won and then you know mark sterling made the open challenge she accepted it as well but she was already a little beat up so that there's your little um asterisk but you did move the belt to someone else which i think is okay i'm kind of I'm, I'm very cool with that and i love chris downlander i just hope she stays healthy um I'm starting to feel like this TBS title is the real woman's heavyweight title. Ooh. Um, and maybe it's because of, I mean, no shame in this. These are healthier sized women competing for it. Mm. Obviously, Ty is a heavyweight fighter. You know, Jade, Chris Dandler, they're all pushing 5'7". And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> But it like it feels like the heavyweight title, and I don't mean that literally as in their weight. I mean that as in it feels like 
where the big girls go to play. And I mean that by like the strong women, not the big, big, but the strong women. Um, it's just, right. it's just still at the one hour mark on dynamite and that's okay. Um, but I have, I have no reason to think that title is not prestige right now. And I'm cool to see what, what's, I want to see what Stanley does with it, how long she keeps it. And if they get like a full fresh, you know, camp in for Jake Cargill in the rematch, I know mm-hmm. there's no, no immediate rematch clauses. Uh, but, uh, you know, she, Beat Jay or she beat Anna Jay, so it's not technically an immediate rematch. Um, that is my opinion on that. Let's see what else mattered to talk about the Jericho thing. That was weird. Uh, I didn't know that Sabu was going to be the referee for some reason. I thought maybe he was just going to like help Adam Cole or be his tag partner in case the Jazz came in, but I guess he was the referee and he got taken out like before the match even started. Is that what happened? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he- it, it was such a weird. They they said he was the the special enforcer and then right. he was like out of the matchup within like the first like five minutes like before yeah before he even started and it ended in referee stoppage in a, like a, in a tko finish which it was just weird because the crowd wasn't really into the sequence leading up to the finish it was just very much like randy orton and brock lesnar where cole was just punching him over and over again and the crowd was kind of like it was like that guy that had the simpsons gif it's like stop stop killing him he's already dead it was like that and the crowd was just like the crowd was just you could tell the crowd was just like all right all right all right we get it it's over stop it and then they stopped it um there's chris there's another meme where it's like tony khan has his undisputed era action figures i'm like it's all complete yes sabu my my favorite undisputed era member is like but no he's the fifth he's the fourth yeah. member yeah um, FDR versus Jay. Yeah, I'm glad FDR won that. Uh, ladder match, ladder match. The Christian Cage thing is cool. I mean, it's not cool, it's weird that it's not Luchasaurus, who I think is probably going to be next in line, uh, for that belt. And then, you know, we have no idea what's going on in that storyline, anyways. I don't know yeah. what relationship Cage and Lucha have. Like, does he just pay him extra money? Does he give him extra, like, dinosaur treats under the table? Like, why did he even <laughs> turn on Jungle Boy? What was he? What was the whole point of that if he's not getting title shots, you know? Um, so, Jamie Hayter, Tony Storm, another protected loss for a champion. Obviously, Hayter got beat up before the match. She went in and she got, you know, she got squashed, which protects her because she technically didn't really lose from a fresh start. So, I get that. And what I believe this is doing is giving Hayter her yes moment at Wembley. I think this was done just to make her win at Wembley even more important because a defense there doesn't get the same pop as a title win. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what they're doing. Um, and I don't know if they're talking about this yet, but we're definitely going to get it Soraya versus Britt Baker at Wembley as well. That should be the match, and Soraya should go over at that as well. Um, trios <laughs> match. Yeah, yeah Trios match was cool. We talked about the Jay, Val- Jay Cargo match. Main event. Main event was fucking seven stars. Absolutely. Uh, as clever of a match as you could have with four of the best that AEW's young talent had to offer. Uh, I loved everything about it. No one can ever say MJF can't wrestle. The character just doesn't wrestle until it matters. But when it does matter, he does pull out all the stops. Um, and watching this match proves it. I loved the finish because it was super clever. He technically didn't cheat because I don't think he's the one that brought the belt into the ring. Jungle Boy did. 
And then the belt got used against Jungle Boy. You know, right before, right, you got to time that perfectly. He threw that belt on Jungle Boy when Darby hit the coffin drop. And then he finished him with the headlock takeover. I fucking love it. That story's over. These guys, none of these guys deserve a title shot for like another two years. It was the perfect ending. And like I said, this was just to satiate these three young contenders. Instead of dragging it out, let's all give them a title shot all at once and then not again for a very long time. And they just got it out of the way. So you cannot say, oh, they never give the young talent title shots. Well, they did all in one match. Uh, mm. But yeah, super clever. I'm okay with MGF winning that. And uh, that was not the main event, which is, <laughs> I, I kind of think it should have been. It's just weird. You don't have a, I don't think that the belt should never not be main event. It doesn't make any sense to me. I just don't think that's respectful at all. And I think the anarchy in the arena match was okay. I didn't really, it was fine. It went on. How long was it? Like fucking 35 minutes? It went on for a while and it was just like endless violence on top of violence. It wasn't clever. Nothing about Blackpool is clever. It wasn't like the stadium stampede matches where like you're seeing cool shit or funny shit or innovative shit. Mm-hmm. You're just seeing gory shit. And I need to have some, I need to have some like, it needs to be smart for me now because I'm kind of over like the CCW kind of wrestling, which Moxley is trying to get back to. Right, right. ECW was clever. CCW to me was not. And this was more just blood for the sake of blood. Not a lot of storytelling. Um, and that is my opinion. I give it a six, let's say 6.2 at the highest. Mm. Okay, okay. All right. All right. We hear the director here, ladies and gentlemen. All right, I love that. Hell yeah. And I'm, I'm an AEW bootlicker, so like, which proves that like you don't just have to have the brand name for it to be a, a great event. You can disappoint or not be the best of the best within a brand that I you know adore. So, yeah, absolutely, I know. Yeah, they're saving everything for All In and uh, and Forbidden Door. Forbidden Door for sure. Yeah. We're, we're we're gonna get into that pretty soon, but we're gonna get into obviously because it's at that time. You know what time it is, baby. It's about that time. So you know what? I'm going to play it right now. Come on. Where are you? Let's do it, baby. It's time. It's time. It's Vader. Dynamite. Dynamite, ladies and gentlemen. That happened. What is it? Uh, It wasn't 96 hours ago. So wait, how many hours ago? Seven, one, two, three, Saturday. Yeah, how many hours ago? A lot. A lot of hours. A lot of hours, right? I mean, <laughs> 72 hours ago, I was going to say. Actually, yeah, it was 72 hours ago. I think it was. It was, yeah. 72 hours. Dynamite, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we're back to talk about some Dynamite. We're going to recap it, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to start it off with, of course, the opening matchup. And that is, of course, yours truly, the International Championship on the line. Orange Cassidy defending the International Championship. Versus Swerve Strickland. So go ahead. I'll take it to you, De Niro. Break it down. What are your thoughts? This matchup was better than anything that was not the main event in Double or Nothing. This was a <laughs> great, great matchup. <laughs> I really enjoyed this match. And I really think that, I don't know, like, I'm a big OC fan. I, I like Orange Cassidy a lot. And I think that he's been killing it this title reign. Like, this is the best title reign right now in AEW. Like, he's, what, 22-0 and 0 since being champion? And he's defending it on a weekly basis, which is awesome, too, to see. But I feel like if there was ever a time for the title to be taken off of him, I think Swerve would have been a great champion 
I think Swerve could have been a guy that could, you know, run with that title. But I'm not mad that Swerve lost. This was a really good matchup. I loved it. Mm, really, really. I, I, you know, I'll get, I'll go right away. I mean, I, it was a good opening matchup. Man, I could tell you that there was a lot of things that I did not, that Swerve did a lot to Orange that he took a lot of heavy, like, drops, like, especially from outside the ring. Did not expect that. Mm. Jesus, Orange was not heard of this matchup. But, I, you know, Swerve really brought a lot towards Orange. And it's good to see. I could tell for sure Tony Khan is a big fan of Orange Cassidy. He's booking this oh, man yeah. like crazy, especially what happened to Double Nothing that twenty-five battle royal him for that international title. He won, of course, he retained. Then this matchup, and of course, we did see the return of Sting and Darby Allen. Of course, you know after the whatever the hell this group called the Swerve and and what's his face, everybody else coming. Um, embassy, yeah. No, the embassy. Is it? No, I saw yeah. it's some. Is the Embassy oh. Moguls or some shit? There you go, Embassy Mogul. Yeah, there you go. Embassy Moguls or is it something else? Moguls. The Mogul Embassy or some shit. There it is. That's something like that. I, yeah, that's, that's, that's such a terrible name. That makes. <laughs> I don't know who came up with that name. You're trying to be Death Row Records. Sounds like a rap. <laughs> sounds like a gangster rap label. <laughs> but you know, I, it was. It, but it was a good opening match of Orange, and good to see now uh, Sting and Darby. I don't know what's the that intentions. I don't know what we're gonna get. But I got a feeling, but I'm not a director, probably say, you know, say that, but I just got a feeling, but I know, I want to say director for last, because I want to hear what he thoughts, but the, the horse, Mr. Matt Callis, give us your takes about this opening matchup for this international championship. Matt Callis, take it away. Floor is yours in this one. No, I didn't really catch this match overall, but I gotta say, Swerve Strickland definitely is a like a contender for this title. I think, I think ugh, he's had so many close calls. He's had the he's had the tag titles already, but I think he definitely deserves, you know, a, a singles championship. I mean, I guess this wasn't the time or the place, but you know, I mean. Uh, He'll he should get a shot eventually though because he's he's had so many good moments you know I mm -hmm. I don't I don't think he's one of those people who's like oh doesn't need a title I, I'd want him to have one so you know mm. uh, eventually though but I know these two could kill it anytime so that's that's my my whole about this match okay director uh yeah the match itself was fantastic this was a pinnacle. AEW starts off with great wrestling immediately. And Orange Cassidy is on a terror. I love it. I love that he's wrestling and still incorporating the orange character. He's still doing the hands in the pockets. He's still doing the laissez-faire kind of blasé when it matters. Um, and Swerve is definitely title material eventually. And he may beat him for the title. Um, I would like it to be without fuckery i would like it to not have you know the mobile embassy interfere which they didn't interfere in this match and i think until like after the match um it was a clean win and then the sting thing with darby they that lasted a little too long that made me think that like that's going to be the turn the turn might be darby and sting on orange in like a six man versus the mobile there you go there you um, go that's it, just, say it, just went on, it just went on for too long like they were it was just like I think the camera even cut away and then cut back. I'm like, I, and then Sting would like walk behind him. I'm like, oh, here it comes. Oh, here it comes. Oh, here it comes. So here it comes. I, I think that might be the time. I've been calling for a Sting heel turn first in his career ever. 
Uh, and you would get maximum heat off a top baby face like like Orange. So this would be the time to do it. Yeah, I mean, damn, a heel sting. Whoa, a heel sting influencing a <laughs> heel Darby. That would be sick. Mm-hmm. I like that. It would be it would be bad news, and I would love it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Sting would be like Sting would be like the uh, let the intrusive thoughts win to Darby. How Darby's always like battling his inner demons. Sting would be like let them let them play, or whatever the ICP says. <laughs> oh man see i told you i, I he was gonna call it i, I knew it i fucking it's, it's a feeling i'm on a roll man i'm gonna keep it keep the streak alive that, that's why i haven't said shit because I'd, I'd rather you best for last baby because you've always been a hot point with a lot of shit that's what people are like for a sting heel turn since he debuted and this is <laughs> this might be it uh this may be it this is maybe it i don't Man, if Chris gets it right, I'm gonna be like, man, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll, I have to do this for trouble too. I'll have to, I'll have to. Get this guy out of here. You better watch this guy. You better watch it. I don't know about this guy. So look, you gotta watch this. You gotta watch this guy. You gotta watch this guy. You gotta watch the director what he's been saying. You, yeah, you know, Darby versus Orange Cassidy never happened. I think that that match would be fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree, fellas. I totally agree. Next matchup, you know, I don't want to get into the damn promo shit, all that bullshit, because we're going to get into a lot more with Collision after Dynamite, because I want to tell you, get your thoughts, everything with that. But let's get into the next matchup, of course. BCC, Combat Club, baby, of course, versus Chaos, best friends, of course, mass favorite people, of course, Chuck Taylor, of course, you know, what's his face, and Rocky Romero, versus Claudio Wheeler and Moxley. So, I'll give my takes right away. Man, good to see Rocket or Metal back in AEW. Uh, sorry, Rock. I mean, it was a good, it was, it was solid. It was a good uh, beginning matchup. Everything was okay. But of course, we didn't expect Combat Club, of course, to dominate, of course. I didn't, I didn't expect anything else. I love Brian Danielson in the commentating. I like that. I just love how Brian Danielson is in the commentating and how he's so serious about it. And we'll get into if we have opportunity. Of the matches what they're announced so far, but we'll get there for Forbidden Door, but we'll soon get there about predictions, but we're not going to talk about it yet. But, man, so far, uh, good matchup here. And, of course, back to Combat Club, of course, with the victory. You already know. You know how they roll. I like the... I just like the overall how these, you know, six men really attack, beat the shit out of each other. Good to see Rocky again back. Enjoyed it. But, of course, you know, as BCC right now, they're they're... Right now, they're the dominating ones right now in AEW against the six men. Could we see either one of these individuals challenging House of Black maybe soon? We don't know. I don't know, but I'm going, like I said, I'm going to say the director because he's always been the, you know, most of the how Matt Calico, the Nostra Autumns of professional wrestling, calling everything. But, man, De Niro, break it down, brother. What were your thoughts on this matchup? I thought this matchup was good, but I feel like if you're going to continue to build the uh, Blackpool Combat Club up and having them beat the Elite at Double or Nothing to... And if you think about it, they beat the Elite at Double or Nothing and then a couple nights later, they beat Lucha Bros and Bandito. And then they come into this matchup and I feel like the uh, best friends and Rocky Romero got a lot of offense in. And it just seemed like, you know, maybe they shouldn't have went that way. Maybe they should have just... I don't want to say squashed, but dominated the best friends and Rocky. I don't know. I, I, I just was a little confused why Rocky was, you know, taking it to Moxley and Moxley was like, 
just setting up. It was weird. I don't know if they were dealing with jet lag because they had a long trip from Japan. I know that was mentioned. Yeah. But there was a couple parts to that matchup where Moxley looked like he missed his spot or like he was like in the wrong place at the wrong time. And it was just a weird matchup for me. If it was me, I think that the Blackpool should just, you know, ran through these boys and kept on their dominance all the way into Forbidden Door. But never going to be mad at seeing Rocky in uh, AEW. I've always been a fan of Rocky Romero. Forever hooligans forever. Mm, all right. Matt Callis. I like the Rapo- I like the Rapongi 3K theme more than the Rapongi Vice theme. I miss the old Rapongi 3K, but they're not together anymore. Mm. And um, overall, yeah, I love seeing Rocky Romero anytime I can see him again. And I, I think I think it was kind of you know just just some good favor to Rocky Romero of letting him get get a little bit more offense. But I guess this is more leading up to. I guess this is just one of those matches leading up to the whole Danielson Okada match that uh, that's already been you know announced. I don't know what Ivan. That wasn't a surprise. Everybody knows at this point. Yeah, this very. You're right about that. I'm not gonna deny that. So you're absolutely right on that, Mike Ellis. I mean, there's some other chaos members that I'd want to see uh, them face. There's a lot of a lot of people from chaos, and who knows, you know. Like, like you could see, you could even see former chaos members getting involved <laughs> in this. So it, it goes on and on. Mm, okay. Director, break it down, my brother. Is, is there technically a trios division with a roster and rankings, or is it just any three people you can get at any three time? That is uh, it seems to not be really any stable, pun intended, trios teams besides Blackpool, but. And that's it. Like best friends have like the free bird rule. It's like any three can challenge for any two bells or three bells at a time. Same with Blackpool. Um, although it seems like Daniel Bryan doesn't really participate a lot in like the taggy matches. He's kind of like the solo guy. And then the combination of the other three are trios or tags. Um, and yeah, they, you know, there was some offense from chaos best friends enough to not squash them out, but there was that double KO finish where they were both hitting the, I don't know what those are called. The yes elbows. Was that this match where they both got like TKO at the same time? Is it? I don't. That's a good question. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. yeah that you was had Moxley uh, with the um, the bulldog choke, and I think Yuta was doing the yes elbows. The elbows, yeah. And then he kept doing the yeah. elbows afterwards. Yeah, I don't know. Like, how, why do people cheer them? Are they supposed to be the bad guys who just are like just bullies who are ridiculous? And yeah. I, I, I don't get the. I just they'll just beat you up and beat you up and then okay that's it cool. Uh, love you know Brian Danielson, but I'm not getting the point yet. Like they're just tough guys. They're just they're just like the four horsemen's on like violent pills or something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what else to describe. I'm not, I'm not getting the end game here. They're just trying to like make make everybody quit AEW. Like what's the? They're they're not going after really titles or anything. They're just there to. To be violent and okay, I guess that's the story. Mm, that's all right. I mean, I don't know. That's, that's a good question, though, director. I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know if there is rankings for those three. That's a very good question. But according to the faction cast here, that he's yeah, this right chat, here. I mean, okay, that's according to House of Black, it's any three people, not just any team can challenge any time, but any three, which yeah, okay, that's kind of cool because then they don't know like that's like a open challenge on top of an open challenge. Where yep, you don't yep. not only know what team, but which version of those three. 
So yeah, that's kind of fun. No, absolutely. Speaking of fun, which I didn't expect this, and this happened right out of course the segment, and we got the segment, and it was a great segment, of course. Adam Cole, baby, right here, baby. MJF, their segment. MJF, of course, coming out. Adam Cole, and then this kind of remind me. Of, I think someone called it out on social media. I don't know, maybe they're correct. I don't know, maybe correct me wrong, but it's almost similar to how the Adam Cole and Killer Cross and NXT promo kind of was similar towards it. Uh, but on the other hand, I hate to say it, but I think Adam Cole won this promo against MJF. Like, I, I, I feel that way. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, the way how I saw it. But, you know, good for MJF's promos as well. But I think Adam Cole won this promo. And now there are, we will talk about next week's Dynamite booking, how it's going to be. But we already have, there's already an announcement. I guess Tony Khan already announcement that we're going to have, you know, Adam Cole versus MJF for the TBS for the AEW World Championship already booked for next Wednesday. So I guess that's going to happen. We'll see how that turned out to be. Uh, but, you know, shout out to Colorado. It was a little bit little quiet, but, you know, then later on kind of picked up a little bit, little by little, you know, but it was enjoyable, I could say. Um, but I did not expect this. I really did not. So, I mean, uh, man, I'll take it to you, Danero. What were your thoughts on this segment? And is this the right time for Adam Cole to challenge MJF? Or even for MJF himself, too? Take it away. Yeah, I, I definitely think it is. I mean, this is this is a big match for MJF in his title reign. I mean, if you think about some of the names he already beat, he already beat Moxley, he beat um, Brian Danielson, he beat Darby, Jungle Boy, and Sammy. Um, mm-hmm. He beat Ricky Starks. So why not give it to Adam Cole? Adam Cole's a huge name in the company and someone who's going to match him not only in the ring but on the mic, as we saw on Wednesday. Adam Cole's performance on the mic has always been stellar. And like you said, this was like a callback to the NXT promo between Cole and Karrion Cross. They were trying to put elements of that, like with MJF directly quoting what Adam Cole said to Karrion Cross in that promo, like, oh, to make me feel special, they just ring the bell, right? right. So I like that they're playing on that. But I agree with you. Adam Cole did get the better of him, especially with that we could go to the back and take a piss uh piss test and mine will come back clean like that was a great line i, I really do like this i i don't know if you you say you, you want to talk about what's going to happen next week i wouldn't have this matchup next week i would wait into a pay-per-view i would not have the what's called was it uh eliminator match or whatever mm-hmm. match where if adam cole wins he gets a title shot why see this matchup twice when you could build up to a bigger matchup at the pay-per-view Uh-oh. that's fucking bullshit <laughs> Bullshit, Tony Khan. You're bullshit for you're doing this already too early. It should have been a main event. Maybe like Grand Slam, whatever the fuck. But you're bullshit, Tony Khan. You're bullshit. But let, of course, the Invisible Hannah podcast and talk it here. Matt Cattis, break it down, brother. You know, it's very like reminiscent of, uh, it's very reminiscent of another feud that we weren't able to see because of multiple circumstances. Because I'm not going to say who it is yet. I'm going to let you guys guess who I'm talking about because they've compared Adam Cole to Jay White and then MJF style. Yeah, in the past, some people have like, oh, this Jay White and Adam Cole, like leather jacket, beard, long hair, yeah. like that that kind of thing. And they're both, both club members and rivals and da, da, da. And MJF, he has a very similar like wear, like, like the suit, the tie, the shirt, the vest. Mm. And the scarf. There was a there was a wrestler, you know, 
we're not going to see too much of him anymore due to, you know, uh, Marty Skrull was having had that kind of look to his his outfit. He had the scarf, he had the umbrella, he had the suit and vest. So I'd say the Jay White Marty Skrull feud that we almost got but didn't get. This is kind mm-hmm. of going to be AEW's version of that. You know, instead of Jay White versus MJF, MJF, we're seeing Adam Cole MJF. So I'm I'm going to enjoy this, but I'm not going to like if they cut it off too early. It's just going to be like, they're just going to start it and end it. It's going to be, this is going to be like a fling. I'm going to make a lot of like relationship <laughs> analogies here tonight. Cause I, I see another match that shouldn't ha- be happening. And I see a match that I want more of like, this is a couple that should stay together. And then there's mm-hmm. another couple that should stay apart. <laughs> so, mm, interesting. I like that. Huh? I, I want to see more from this. I want this to last longer. Okay. Then, like, I hope, I hope, uh, Tony doesn't end this too soon. We'll see what happens, my brother. All right, Nostradamus, <laughs> the <Yeah>. director. <laughs> this makes sense. This makes sense because MJF is cleared the division. Essentially, he's taken out CM Punk twice, took out Daniel Bryan, took out the pill, took out the, the pillars, and uh, all this left really. In the heavyweight, or I guess, what is it called? World Heavyweight Championship? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he hasn't wrestled yet is Adam Cole, baby. Uh, makes sense for both of them. MJF hasn't fought Jericho, but Jericho just lost to Adam Cole. So if we're using MMA logic, that makes plenty of sense for me. Uh, I think the title match is already booked, right? It's booked for All or Nothing. I saw a flyer for it. For what? For uh... for this match. This match has already got a date. Yeah, for next, yeah, for next Wednesday. Yeah, next week. Next week. Oh. That's an actual title match on TV? Yeah. yeah. On Dynamite. Oh, cool. awesome. So what's going to happen there is probably like, I don't know if it's going to be a clean ending. Um, I feel like that's probably going to have a like an interference or something where MJF can extend his defense to a pay-per-view match with Adam Cole and still win somehow. I, I feel like that would be really quick if they just end the feud a week after it started. They're both great on the mic. I, th- I think the duel went 50-50 as far as the mic goes, mm-hmm. just because MJF is that good. And the points that he makes, he makes them, you know, kayfabe, he makes them to be shot down by the babyface. So he makes really good points from a bad guy's point of view that leave space for the good guy to count for the good guy to counter those points. And mm-hmm. that is good marketing for a heel champion. And Adam Cole mm-hmm. walked right into it and laid him out verbally. But that was the plan. It was perfect. Uh, I would like this to go more than a week. Hopefully it does. So I'm predicting that, you know, there's a DQ, which means that MJF retains. Adam Cole says, how about at this blah, 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 at the next pay-per-view, cage match, dog corner match, whatever the fuck match. <laughs> you know what this match I believe next week? They need Sabu as the special enforcer. <laughs> yeah. And he'll be taking out backstage. Chris, yep. <laughs> I'll, I'll say you. I got a really good analogy because kind of how you described how the heel like like leaves room for the baby face to respond. I'll say this is kind of like how a screenwriter, you know, leaves space in a script for a director to put in his directions. Like because you, you don't really write into a script crane shot or uh, angry or, you know, maybe it'll be exterior, blah, blah, blah. But this is this like MJF's almost like thinking like a director in a way. Like I'll leave room for my my 
I'll leave or screenwriter. I'll leave room for the other person who's creating the story with me to create. I'll leave room for them to create on the on the page of the script. You know, I'm not if I'm too specific about certain things or I'm too thorough. There's not going to be enough room for them to create. So I I like. Mm. Okay, I mean, uh, good call though. I'm not gonna say there's there's good points to everybody. I mean, I I have to wait to see how they're gonna book this shit to be honest and how something tells me someone's gonna interfere in this fucking matchup and cause Adam Cole to then call. I, I think Jericho's gonna be interfered. That feud is gonna continue. I yeah. think that feud is gonna continue. That's not over. I don't think Jericho is gonna give up that easily for that mat for that just to end the way how it ended at double or nothing. And I think even though we saw the week after that we did see Jericho and Soraya versus Adam Cole and Britt Baker. But that was like whatever of course Jericho walked out like what the fuck and now we're it's not over. I don't think this is gonna be over between Adam Cole and Jericho. I think it's gonna continue. And Jericho's gonna cost Adam Cole this matchup next month. I have a feeling that's gonna happen. I don't know if you guys are the same, but I, I feel that could be the case that we might get that. I think we're gonna get that. And the feud is gonna continue between them two. I don't know, like I said, I don't know if you guys feel the same. All right, all right, all right, all right. You know, EW loves their never ending feuds, so I can see that happen. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. All right. Now we're going to get into the TBS championship before I get into the other tag team matchup, of course. I mean, a ta- uh, another tag match. Let's get into it. That is right. Chris Statlander defending the TBS championship <laughs> versus Anna J. And I want to close up the eye right quick. I'm going to take this clip for everybody to see because I'm going to do it. Who did Anna J come out with? Who accompanied her? Matt. Matt Menard. <laughs> not Angelo Parker. Happy Magic. <laughs> not not Slappy Magic. Angelo Parker. No Angelo Parker, all right? No Slappy no Parker. Hey, you know what? I know that. Hey, Jungle Boy, I know you even watch your show because I guarantee you fucking. He lives a block away from me. You know this. I know they watch the show. I'm pretty sure Angelo was like, Fuck, they rat me out or Angela Parker. He, like, got, oh, caught. he got, got caught. He got caught. He got caught, baby. By us. We called it out, baby. Angelo, you should have kept your hands to yourself, buddy. Cause now you now you can't accompany her anymore. Now you have the norm doing it. Accompany her out instead of you, Angela Parker, because of us. You're welcome, Jungle Boy. You're welcome. If you look like the director, go thank him. I'm uh, still it, Ivan, I'm still thinking back to like when Anna J posted on Twitter and like I love coffee, and then and then Colt Cabana's like, is that what we're calling him calling him now? <laughs> <laughs> right? That's for real, right? Forgot about this shit. <laughs> oh my god. Good matchup for Anna J and for Chris Satlander as well. Congratulations to her once again, which I forgot to say for her win. Did not expect her to win. Uh good return for her. Jade Cargo. I think this is Jade Cargill's opportunity now to go after the women's championship. I directly mentioned it earlier. I think this is now her chance to go after the AEW world title. Maybe we could see that. I don't see her maybe get a rematch for this. Who knows? We don't know. Um, but this was a good matchup between Statlander and Statlander. She's looking great. Good to see her back. And I'm hoping she stays healthy and be healthy and becoming the TBS champion for quite some time. But, man... Go ahead, director. I should have. I'm gonna take it to you, director, and I'll pass it to everybody else because I want to hear yeah, your no thoughts. Worries. 
on this, but go ahead. Yeah, I mean, decent enough match. It was just getting a defense out of the way for Chris Statlander against a very game and always improving Anna Jay. Um, yeah, I like the match. There really wasn't anything to complain about. It was short and sweet, and it put Chris Statlander on TV at, I believe, like exactly the one-hour mark, which is where this title is probably going to stay. Uh, I would love to see it somehow main event a pay-per-view someday, but I don't think they're ever going to do that. Uh, but I'm more interested in this title than the other one right now, because the other one has so many moving parts and, yeah. you know, fuckery afoot. And like, there's like two factions and the lines are kind of blurry uh, where this one is just, it's Chris Gantlander one-on-one versus Anna Jay. And, both, I say, pillars of the women's division. Mm, I like that. Matt Callis. I'd, ahead, Matt I'd Callis. say that their history goes back a really long way. I still think back of like when when they were on the same side, when it was like that her helping out Tay Conti and Anna against, you know, I forgot the who they were facing. Oh, it was the Bunny and uh, Calpy Ford in that hard, women's hardcore match, you know. So their their history goes back a long way, and they've been they they were both with AEW throughout the pandemic, throughout the first year, you know everything. So the where they are on the card, they definitely more more have more than earned it. And I guess you could you could have a lot of story to tell between these two. You know, uh, it's it just I kind of miss the alien gimmick a little bit, you know, because that. That was kind of a fun thing, and I like all the, you know, you get to include some alien stuff in there because you get, you know, you get great merch, you get great, you know, atmosphere, you know, that's that's the one of the best things about wrestling is just the whole, sometimes wrestlers bring a whole aura with them, you know. I understand, like, a grounded type thing, but when you have, like, big over-the-top characters, it's fun to get absorbed into their world. You know, when Undertaker comes out, you get absorbed into that world, you know. So I'm I'm down to you know imagine if they did a show in Roswell, New Mexico with Chris Statlander, so like right outside <laughs> Area 51, or you know in Vegas, you know they got like that they have her come in on a giant UFO or something like that. That would actually be pretty cool. That would be a, a sight like the UFO could actually land in the ring and then she could come out of it. You know, I don't know paper mache plastic. It could be something really cool. You know, Ooh, okay. Like AW it. should shell out the cash for it. Tony, get on the, you know, get on that. I know you got the cash for something like that. That shouldn't be. That should be in like the fifties of thousands. <laughs> <laughs> All right, De Niro, break it down, brother. I. It's funny because I legit was going to say the same thing that Matt said. Right, I miss when uh, Chris Stanlander had more of the uh, alien gimmick, the boop. The half face painted green. I always like that. But nonetheless, it's so good to see her back. Like, I, I've been a fan of hers since she started in AEW, and she's been out for a while with, uh, you know, the injury bug. So I'm glad that she got this matchup in, and it's cool to see her back in the ring. She's going to play a strong part in that women's division, and I'm not mad at her being champion. So I thought this was a good match. Anna Jay, like Chris said, is always improving. So it's always good to see her in the ring as well. Good matchup. Played this part mm. well. And I like. I don't know how new it is to Statlander. I don't know if it was a gimmick she was trying to get over before her last injury, but the, I think it's more than a woman is her angle, which I like. I think that's cool. More than a woman. 
That's a song. Yeah, I believe so. I think you're right. She should come out to that. No, she should not. I mean, I think I, I think so. You know what's the question? I don't know. What was, she was in, what she was doing the best friends thing, which was still kind of the alien gimmick before yeah. she left last time. Yeah, but she was kind of fading it out after, right? And then she was bringing this type of character right before she got injured. Right? I think she was trying to. I, I think this yeah. is like, and it's like I think she had one or two matches trying this this character out, which is not really a character. It's just less alien. You know, she talks. Yeah, yeah, there she, you, you know, acknowledges the, the crowd. But you know, well, what she's more the, Earthling now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but what do you? I like my thing though. I like. I basically a question with you. To pretty much put down my callus. Like, do you prefer this character or like how Matt mentioned? Like, do you miss her alien? I mean, that's a good question there. I'm not gonna deny that. I mean, I'll go right away first, and I'll pass it to everybody here. I, for me, I kind of miss the alien because it kind of give her that gimmick, you know, that we all fell in love with in the beginning of it. I kind of miss that more than this gimmick because I, I, unless. She sells it out for you know for her to me get invested, as you know her being the TBS how the director mentioned. As long as she's healthy, be, being the TBS champion, be up there, be one of the tops in that you know for that division for that TBS title, then yes, then I could change my mind. But right now, I'm going mad on this one. I have to, I kind of like the misty alien part. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I can imagine imagine if we were doing because like they did it with the TNT title with the the customized belts. Imagine if she had um, like a customized TBS belt where it's like all like robotic alien android stuff on it with like buttons and lights up and does all this crazy stuff mm. like a UFO space belt. You know, that would that would be a cool merch seller. That'd be a cool collectible. I wouldn't mind owning that, you know, you click the side plays like beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she and she and she presses the side plate and it lights up. <coughs> that'd, be sick. that'd be sick. I like that. I like that. I, I, I don't know. What do you, what do you think, director? Do you, what do you feel about? Do you like? Do you miss the alien part? Or do you like this character? I you wasn't really going to go that far. You know, I don't think that you're going to be like rooting for it or shit. Like, what? What other? Other than like not speaking English and booping people, that's the only thing she had. Was like she would boop someone in the middle of the match, which is kind of like the hands in the pocket for Orange Cassidy. And you know, he sort of went a little bit more serious, but still kind of incorporates that, but he's more on the serious side. So I think this is a logical step for her to be a champion. Okay. Uh, what about you, Dino? Do you like the old, old alien one or do you like this current one? Or what's your investment on for selling? For like character, like character. wise, yeah. I, I, I thought the alien was like a cool gimmick. You know, I thought that it was the fun gimmick. But like Chris said, you know, if you want to take her to the next level, if you want to make her a champion, if you want her to be taken seriously, then, you know, you have to show more of the human being and not the gimmick of, you know, oh, I'm an alien or, you know, Luchasaurus, I'm a dragon or I'm a dinosaur or whatever. Like, you need to show more of the actual person to be taken He's a dragon. Away. Come on. <laughs> Wait, no, he's a dinosaur. My bad. Dinosaur. Even though, yeah, Dino Whip, that's the finisher. Yeah, exactly. Okay. He's a dinosaur, but JR constantly calls him a, a lizard. I don't know why. Yeah, why does he do that? <laughs> Life uh, will find a way. We'll f- <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is why Life uh, 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 finds a way. <laughs> I'll find a way. <laughs> so I love you guys. I miss you guys. I'm glad we're back, man. We missed you too, bro. 
but oh yeah. Now, yes, get it out of the way because I, I, I really don't have much to say about this shit. But of course, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, Hook, Preston Van versus Preston Vance and Valistico, of course, Rosie Gobernables. Your your sister Jose was there. Uh look, shout out to Dralistico. He took a lot of pain. I and hey, Preston Van too for that oh my god, like when he got busted open. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but, bro. And I think Hook too. They they couldn't yeah. even tell. Well, they you couldn't tell who was fucked up on that that uh was it Tasplex? I think you're right about that. I, you, I I don't know who got fucked up. I think both of them did. You're right. You're, you're a good calling that. But I think they both got fucked up. Because I think we got one table broke, the other one did it. That's what I'm like. What the? And then you could see that Hook, I think you could see that Preston would hit Hook's like, Belly was like, hey, you're all right. And Hook was like, yeah, I'm okay. They just moved back away quick. I, yeah, that good call on that. Good, good, good eye on that. And you're absolutely right, Director. But, you know, it, uh, can we see these guys going after the tag team titles? Hook and Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Uh, That would be be such a good match that they would have to lose. Uh (laughs) All right, all right. Oh, you know what, man? I'm fucking. I wouldn't hate them if they won that. That wouldn't be. That wouldn't really be. That wouldn't be um, a a career-ending loss for FTR. Like if they lost to the Guns, in my opinion, Mm. It, it would be like an earned win. And like a valiant loss, in my opinion, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't actually hate that. It would be an upset, but then you would get you would get a torch passed. But this isn't. A, I don't see them as a long term tag team. And Jungle Hook, shut the fuck. It's a fucking terrible name. Don't call it. Jungle, what the fuck are you doing? That's a horrible name. Right? <laughs> Jr. Type shit right there, man. Like I just don't like it. <laughs> like I want to. This is. This has to be leading up to them fighting each other somehow. But I don't know if it's going to be like. Somebody turns on somebody, or Jungle Boy challenges for the FTW title, which would be cool. I'd like that. <coughs> okay. Yeah. All right. All right, Mike Callis, go ahead. I'll say when it comes to Hook, it the the strong silent type, it doesn't it doesn't last forever, you know, like like Goldberg, you know, guys of a few word, like like Malenko, you know, like it could only go so far because it kind of limits like your amount of media and whatnot. So, I mean, I'd like hook to have some kind of catchphrase or whatever, you know, that he always says like, I'll get him," or I don't know. You, you come up with something clever and cool, you know? And right. as for Preston Vance, I, uh, he's, is he the first uh, gringo white member of Los Ingobernables ever? Uh, like overall, even in Mexico, we're talking about two. Yeah, uh, you're. You know what? No, he's not the first one. No, okay. it, uh, I'm trying to remember who the hell was it. I had to go back and remember that. But I know he wasn't the first. He's here the first one in the states, the United States, but not like uh, outside of the United States. No, there were, there was what's his name in uh, Ring of Honor. You know, African American. Yeah, well, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That never fit though for me. Like I, I always thought that was a weird like. So he's a Los Ingobernables member, though. But I think Preston. said no. Yeah, Cage Mike. Yeah. So but I think I think it's it's kind of cool. Preston Vance has a different co- coat of paint on him, and we're seeing mm-hmm. like he's got the different side to him. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, Dralistico. I'd love to see more of him. The, the yeah, yeah, this yeah. this this the babyface tag team Jungle Boy and Hook. I don't know if it's gonna last forever. I'm out. Out to be honest, I was more excited to see the heels. You know, uh, in this match, 
Like, I, I want to see more of them and more variety out of their arsenal and see them against more opponents. The baby faces, they, they got other so many other things you could do with them right now. So, that's once again, this is another case of we need different partners. <laughs> <laughs> right, there you go. De Niro, break it down, brother. Yeah, this, this matchup was pretty physical. You know, there's a lot of blood. Like, I don't know if... Uh, it looked like it was hard way too. Like Preston Vance was bleeding a lot. Like you, you could tell when it's a lot of blood when it's like that dark, dark red and not just yeah, red, like neon blood. Yeah, but uh, really good match. Drillistico is really, really talented, really athletic. I like him. Um, Jungle Boy and Hook. I like them both individually. I think as a tag team, they're fun when it's like the occasional tag team. But I wouldn't want to see them be like a full-time tag team. I, I think Chris said it. I think the money's more in them going against each other down the line. I, But I don't know, like, what would the storyline be? Would one go heel? Would it just be, like, you know, mutual friends just trying to see who's the better wrestler? And I also agree with Matt. Like, I want to see Hook gain more of that uh, personality that ECW Taz had, you know, the real FTW Taz where he was just pissed off and would call people out, call out people from other companies and just want to fight, you know? Hook yeah. is cool, but, like, the silent killer can only take you so far, you know what I mean? I, I do want to see more of that beat me if I can survive. Beat me if you can survive if I let you mentality. Without saying that, don't don't steal your dad's catchphrase, bro. Be original. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Good call on that one for <laughs> sure. Good call. All right, main event for Dynamite. Like I said, Dynamite was okay, but now I want to see what's the – this, but I might as well play Avril Lavigne's uh, I Don't Like Your Boyfriend. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna play that? Yeah, I'll uh, play That's That's the theme song of this. Or match. the original from the Raconteers or whoever did the original one. Well, hey, who you, was the original I one? Yes, your boyfriend. Yeah, the original one was from like the 70s. And... Yeah. I didn't know that that was a cover. Yeah. It, it's not. She stole it and then went to court. <laughs> it's like minimal like partly cover but i gotta say this this they, these two definitely should break break it off like come on but go boys, ahead go ahead take it break it down man Carlos. you're talking yeah, about this main event it's like if this is a case of i i'm it's not you it's me like I've, I've seen enough of you two come on you two should stop seeing each other jay white and ricky stars <laughs> stop Stop seeing each other. This is a boring <laughs> matchup. It's a boring couple. They're not very. We we've already had enough. We could do like, we could do better things with other people. I've said on other episodes. Yes, uh, if they do this. If they do this one more time, I'm skipping the match altogether. Mm. Then, then again, I did not watch this, so I know you were not. You're not happy how they're booking Jay White, are you? Tell me, tell us, tell us. And Ricky, and Ricky, both of them. You've got better guys to put. You've got better people to put against e both of them. You know, way nice. better guys to put against either of them with better stories. Put Ricky Starks against somebody else. Put Jay White against somebody else. You know, mm. there's way better people you could put them up against. So let, let's keep it going. Okay. All right. De Niro, go ahead, brother. Um, I disagree. I think this was a five-star classic, and I want to see this continue <laughs> on and on and on. <laughs> No, nah, I, I I totally agree with Matt. Like we're we're done with this. Like, come on, I don't know how much longer. And you're 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 botching the fucking you know the debut of the top free agent in Jay White with doing this. But I do feel I know we're going to talking to we're going to talk about Collision because it's what and like it's 
If yeah, I'm but, talk about it. It's, it's next Saturday. It's next, next Saturday. Saturday. So we'll talk about Collision, and I think that with the uh, matchup that was announced for Collision's main event, I think we're going to see a bit of a break-off. And also, with the guns getting involved in this matchup, I feel like we're going to be getting Ricky Starks and a partner against the uh, the gun club. Hmm. It's probably going to be – that's how you break it off. You know, you have Jay White and uh, Juice Robinson go against FTR. You have Ricky Starks go against – FTR is such a utility backup plan. I'm kind of over it. What good guy needs uh, some henchmen? And it's always FTR. So yeah, I, and I agree. That's why I do think that when uh, CM Punk does return, they should go full force with this CM. What was the Punk? Uh, CMFTR, whatever they were calling themselves, like when they were TR. Horrible fucking name. I'm gonna they, like. They, I'll I'll like Jay White versus CM Punk. That'll be really good. I like Jay White and CM Punk too, but I, I really think that FTR and CM Punk as a trio would work because when CM Punk was not in the company after the whole brawl out, Dax Hardwood was one of when the biggest advocates. What happened? When things were good. When things were good, right? <laughs> you know, I was called. Yeah, Dax and Cash were some of the biggest advocates for CM Punk and CM Punk coming back. And on Dax's uh, podcast, he was constantly talking about how he's talking to Punk. Punk got the itch. I think that we need to get Punk back in AEW. I'm going to try and sit everybody down. And then when we knew uh, CM Punk was having those meetings with Chris Jericho to settle some like animosity, FTR was a part of that, too. So the only guy that FTR really pairs up well with right now would be CM Punk since they are legit boys. But having, you know, Ricky Starks and FTR versus the Bullet Club just sounds stupid. That's why I would rather it be CM Punk and FTR versus the Bullet Club. And Ricky Starks could just start his own, you know, thing or he could go into another feud. That's true. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, look, for me, and then we see the uh, – the gun club showing up. I don't know if they're gonna be part of this bullet club, gold and black, with you know Juice Robinson and Jake White. I hope not. If so, I mean, good for Jay. I will say good for them. They're He's gonna good. get they're gonna get exposure more and they're gonna get booked better. To be honest, I, I hate to say that, but maybe they might use the magic killer since uh, what Doc and that Doc is Gallagher. right. Good and also, know. right, their team name is the Gun Club. You put bullets in guns, and they're both a club. It's I don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is like, I don't want to see that shit. The fuck? No, man, like they, they, we see the gun. We could see the gun stun. We could see the magic killer. You know, because we don't have the Good Brothers right now. The Good Brothers are in WWE at the moment. And yeah, they technically are under contract now, except for that little cool thing where they can go to Japan whenever they want to, which is really cool. Yeah, because yeah. Hunter. Unless Hunter is is, is picking up the phone for Tony, is like, hey guys, you want to do something cool? Do you want to do something cool and send them to a W for Forbidden Door? <laughs> and Tony Khan would be like, I'm not taking this shit. <laughs> Click. Um, I don't know. I don't know, guys. I don't know about this. I don't know how everybody feels about this main event. I really didn't enjoy it. I don't know if you, whoever wants to take it over here. One last time before we move on. Trash. Okay. What are you guys' thoughts of this main event? Anybody? I don't know why this feud doesn't Ricky Stark have a clean win over both Jay White and Juice Robinson. Why is this going on? I, I have no idea to be honest with you. I'm That's with my you only too. issue. It's like Jay White, you know, like he said, is being booked on carrying cross right now. Like 
Come on. <laughs> oh, there you go. See? Nostradamus spoke right here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> He's fucking speaking. All right. So then we go for Diamond. Very quick before we end the show, we got to talk about it very quick. Let's talk about Tony Khan's announcement, of course, for AEW Collision coming to you next Saturday, January, June 17th, which is happening 8 o'clock Central. No, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central, I guess 5 o'clock our time, Pacific Standard Time, <clears> for <throat> next Saturday. The announcement been made, CM Punk and FTR main eventing versus Samoa Joe and the Bullet Club, Jay White and Juice Robinson. So there you, the announcement is, courtesy of Tony Khan. And I know Tony Khan, when he, I wish I could have got the video, but I couldn't get it on time because I don't want Tony Khan to give me shit. But yeah, I'll give a fuck. fuck you, Let's fucking go! No, no, we're not going to That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> Tony Khan, I know you're excited when you announced, and CM Punk, you were happy. Back to you guys, right? That's what we're going to do here to us. <laughs> Guess what, Tony Khan? I'm going to let these people talk about it because I'm going to let my family talk about it. Before I, I'll, I'll fuck, I'm going to get my shit out of the way. Look, good for Samoa Joe, Jay White, and Juice Roberts. They're in the main event. I just hope that Samoa Joe, I just hope that CM Punk does not get this win, which I have a feeling he's going to pin Jay White or Juice Robinson. I don't see Samoa Joe taking the pin. I have a bad feeling you see the Bullet Club's going to take the pin. And it's going to be from CM Punk. I'll be surprised. I'm calling it right now. We're going to see that. And once we'll talk about that next week. I can't wait because I want to thought, I want to see. And mind you, ladies and gentlemen, it hasn't even sold out. The tickets, his announcement. That's right, Pug. I've been saying it. Your bitch ass ain't how it used to be no more. You're losing me interest because I'm not interested in you. How you? Not anymore. Not anymore. I'm sorry, CM Punk. You can watch this, talk shit to me. I don't give a damn. I am giving you my opinion. Can't take you some serious anymore, CM Punk. You bitch too much. You whine too much. Just take it like a man. Be a professional wrestler. <laughs> like it or not. Jesus Christ. Who cares? You're not. You're not what you were 20 years ago. This is now for the new year, the new talent, the new generation. So enough is enough, CM Punk. It's time for a change. Rest in peace of heart. But yes. Go ahead, Matt Callis. I know you're excited. Break it down. What are your thoughts of CM Punk's return? So I kind of hope the fallout of this match is either a CM Punk Jay White feud, just them one-on-one, or maybe maybe something might happen like because it you know cm punk goes and ftr go over maybe jay white and samoa joe get angry at each other it's like no you cost me the match no you cost and then i'd be cool with that too so jay white versus samoa joe or jay white versus cm punk i'd be cool with juice robinson versus samoa joe would kind of come off like all due respect to scott hall rest in peace but it would kind of come off as like Stone Cold versus uh, Stone Cold versus Scott Hall at WrestleMania. It's like Stone Cold's fighting the henchmen instead of like Kevin Nash or, or one of the other guys. Because right now, Juice Robinson's kind of being booked like a henchman rather than like one of the other like main dudes. I would have I would have wanted to see like the flamboyant Juice Robinson versus Samoa Joe like or the that. flamboyant uh, Juice Robinson versus CM Punk. I think that would have been cool because if I got to see. But right now he's like the rock hard persona. Like for those of you not aren't familiar with Juice Robinson's work in Japan, it, he had like the pirate hat and the Japanese music with the, oh, yeah. with the China yeah, colors. Yeah, all the colors. Yeah. Like babyface oh, oh, yeah. Juice 
Robinson was amazing. And then he also did the Blues Brothers thing too during the pandemic. Like he had the with everybody clap, doing the clap, the clap in their hands. He was probably during pandemic era New Japan. He was probably one of the funnest wrestlers to watch with the with the clapping and the the tie, the whole Blues Brothers gimmick. Like like either of those, I would have been cool with him seeing against Joe or or Punk. But the, he needs to do something with this gimmick to get everybody excited because I want to see I want to see colors. I want to see fun. You know, he he was good on promos. He was good uh, good with the moves uh, in ring. I like I liked it all, but right now I don't like the this version of Juice Robinson. So like I want to see I want to see some other flavors. You know, it's like they took your favorite dish and they made it more bland. You know, I like that. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Good, good analogy. Good enough. This is why he is <laughs> the invisible hand of podcasters. That's right. Ah. Oh. De Niro, take it away, brother. I um, I'm, I know I joke a lot, a lot and say like the opposite of shit, right? But I actually am really excited for this. Like, I, I really am excited, and I'll tell you why, right? You excited know, too. I'm excited too. Yeah. First of all, just like Brian Cook said, right? And I was going to bring Brian that Cook, up. By the way, shout out Brian Cook. Happy belated birthday! I saw it was your birthday a couple weeks ago. Happy belated birthday, right? Brian Cook. Happy I, birthday, Brian. Yeah, I personally also remember watching wrestling on Saturdays growing up. I remember um, I would stay up and watch wrestling with my father on Mondays and during the week, but we would always bond on uh, WCW Saturday night, right? We would always watch WCW Saturday night. We would watch, uh, what was the other show? Uh, Velocity, when Velocity was around. <laughs> right before yeah. right before Saturday Night Live and Matt Yep, TV. exactly. And I, I always just remember watching that, and I feel like having a – two-hour show on Saturdays that actually matters, too, because, you know, you're going to have a lot of stars on it. It's a nice uh, homage to that, and I think that, you know, it's something cool that I grew up with that we haven't seen in many years. The last wrestling show that was, like, a big show on Saturdays is when TNA first came to Spike. They were on Saturday nights at, like, 11 o'clock, right? So really cool to see that. Um, my favorite matchup in Ring of Honor of all time was CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. And then they never touched since, you know, they had a little trilogy and then they never had a matchup after that. So CM Punk and Samoa Joe in this matchup to me means a lot. You know what I mean? I really like that as well. Um, besides that, that's the only reason. Like I, I'm really excited for those two uh, reasons. I think that collision is going to be awesome. I like the, you know, the little play on the WCW Nitro look and, I heard that it's going to be more than just the logo. I heard that they're going to like have a, you know, a WCW Nitro esque stage, and you know what they need to bring back? They need to bring back the little flames on the outside. Thank you for uh, not attic. saying Nitro Girls. I would have quit this podcast if you said Nitro Girls. <laughs> not the Nitro Girls. Not, we you. don't need the Hell AEW no. Crazy Girl. I'll say. I'll say this. If it wasn't, if it wasn't for the Nitro Girls, uh, uh, what's his name? George. You wouldn't have Green Charmel. George Clooney, George Clooney wouldn't have had his last second to last wife. He wouldn't have had Stacy. No, was she? Was she? She wasn't a natural girl. She was. Oh, Dr. Would have she had Sean too, either to be married. Don't had Kimberly, which I know about. Uh, no, she was, was uh, Miss Hancock. Miss Hancock. Yeah, Hancock. Miss Hancock. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, though. Auditioned for it, I think she auditioned to be a nitro girl, Stacy Giebler. Well, George Clooney would have been the only man. <laughs> so you, you guys remember the, the, on the outside on uh, Nitro, they had like the little flames on the padding. Bring that yeah. shit back. 
That yeah. shit was cool. I like that. But all I know is like I'm excited for Collision. I like that there's going to be a different direction with Collision than there is with Dynamite because you have different writers. CM Punk is going to have a lot more creative control, which I don't think he deserves. Uh, no, um, no. Ace Steel is going to be writing on uh, Collision, and also uh, Brian Danielson is going to be a big creative hand in Collision. So I would like to see what the the direction is and how it differs from uh, Dynamite, but I'm excited to at least give it a shot for sure. Uh, yeah, let's hear those phenomenal. Let's hear the director what he got to say about collisions here. Right? What are your thoughts, CM Punk? Returns? I don't like that there's no storyline going into this match. Like, you just have like three rando bad guys and former trios team, sort of ring of honor, best of ring of honor kind of thing. But they are all sort of fan familiars. And I guess the best they could do for a main event, obviously, putting Phil in there makes sense if it's going to be a new show customized just to keep him away from people that matter. Um, and I'm curious to see what this new direction is. I want to know to, I want to feel the vibe before I have a decision about the show itself. All right. Well, I cannot wait for next Sunday for us to talk about that when we come back. I, mean, I, I do want, I do want to say one last thing, like, yes. I guess regarding, regarding collision in general, I, it's a really good show for those uh, that have work Monday through Friday. And, you mm. know, you, and you probably are so tired when you get home, you don't have time to watch anything. You know, so if you got the day off on Saturday, everybody who's got the day off, that that'll be it'll be good catered towards that crowd for the nine to five Monday through Friday people. And then as for storytelling, I'd say Jay White and CM Punk would be the best two storytellers to come out of this. Like all all the love to Samoa Joe, but the depth that you could get out of those two, you know, if we if we pull the trigger on the feud between those two, that'll be I mean that that'll be probably that could this could be one of the top feuds of all time, you know. Let's just hope it doesn't get too real. <laughs> I, I know, yeah. right? Because then I don't want that. Because I look, dude, this is what I'm afraid of. Keep it's, it, keep it kayfabe, guys. Keep it kayfabe. Thank you, thank you, Matt. Thank you for breaking it down. But still, besides that, I don't want to see fucking Jay White losing this fucking piece of shit. Which we are going to see. Yeah. I hate to say that. I, I I need Jay White to get booked how he was in New Japan. That's what I want, Tony Khan. Need you to book Jay White how he was. Give him the fashion that he deserves to have from Bullet Club. You want Bullet Club really, really good, especially for Forbidden Door. Have your AEW Bullet Club versus New Japan Bullet Club. That's what you want to do right here. That's what I would do because I would not have him in Punk at all, not even for Forbidden Door. Fuck that. I don't want Jay White. Look, I, I don't mind Robinson taking a pin. I don't give a damn. It is what it is. But I do not want Jay White to take this pin. I know Joe, look, they're protecting Joe because he's your Ring of Honor television champion, and he's your number one guy in, in Ring of Honor right now as he mm -hmm. is. Whether we like it or not, he is the guy number one right now. And, and all, not only that, mind you, this guy's going to come out with Twisted Metal on July 27th. You can't be, you got to put him over too at the same time. So you cannot do that to him. So, I mean, I don't know. Am I excited? What do you think if Samoa Joe joins Bullet Club? Hey, you know what? I wouldn't mind that either, to be honest. That'd be pretty sick. That'd be pretty sick. That would make I, Bullet Club golden, golden, black, more legitimate. I mean, and Clark, and you know, Devin, to answer your question, I think as of right now, he is because how Zanero mentioned, A Steel is not part of the writing team. He's not going to be there on the stage. He's not going to be behind stage. That's where CM Punk is mad at. He's going to be working on the computer and sending it to Tony Khan. Here, here, this is what you write, along with Daniel Bryanson. And look at what Brian had to say. Please book Jay White, Juice Robertson, book him like they were. Thank you, Brian. Thank you so much for. Calling it out, absolutely. Agreed. Speaking of, 
Agreed. Uh, totally absolute greed. And last topic before we can end the show quickly. Just want to talk about it. Let's get the fuck it out of the way because a lot of rumors right here are right below, right next to the director and Matt Callis. We already got the two matches already confirmed. Diane Bryanson versus Kazusuke Okada for Bidden Doors book. This is Dominion when, of course, Brian called out Okada. Of course, the IWGP World Championship on the line, of course, the New Japan. Kenny Omega versus the winner who defeated Lance Armstrong at Dominion. Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega. We're going to get it here in, this, in Canada. We're going to get that. That's happening on June 25th. And the matches are being announced that are rumoring your window that they want to book. CM Punk versus Kenta. They want to book mm-hmm. that. And Mercedes Monet. They want to book her. They're in the talks to her. And they want her to face Soraya. Now, this is where I have to ask my people, to be my familia right here, if, yeah, and especially Mr. Nagel, I'm going to save you best for last, baby, because I want to hear what the hell you got to say. But I'm going to start off with De Niro here. De Niro, what are your thoughts on these matches by far, announced, and would you book Punk, Kenta, and would you book Monet and Soraya, or where would you book Monet to have this match? And where would you book Punk if you don't want Punk and Kenta? Break it down for us, buddy. Um, Punk and Kenta makes sense because Punk stole Kenta's GTS, right? Uh, we all know that. Very, very true. Kenta has been very mad about that for many years and been calling out CM Punk ever since. Kenta, every time CM Punk has appeared anywhere, Kenta has been calling him out, right? So, long overdue. I'm with it. If Kenta versus Punk does not get booked, I would like to see CM Punk versus um, Tanahashi since I was very excited for Tanahashi versus Punk last year, but then Punk got injured. So I would like to see that. But who knows what's going to happen. If it's Punk and Kenta, I think that's long overdue. The two matches that are officially confirmed, they could be the only two matches on the show, and I would pay $50 for this shit easily. Because Mm -hmm. Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega had an absolute classic at Wrestle Kingdom. And I know that this matchup with the atmosphere of the crowd was in in Canada. Uh, Yeah. Well, yeah, last year was last year in Canada. I don't remember. No, no, no. Uh, this last year was in Chicago. This year, I believe, yeah, it was in Canada. Yeah, it's in Canada. It's in Canada. Oh, uh, yeah, that crowd is gonna be insane. The atmosphere is gonna be nuts. I think that that matchup alone is gonna be awesome. But <laughs> Brian Danielson versus Okada that's a fucking dream match. That's a matchup that you know I used to play all the time in uh 2K when I first person I would always create was Okada, right. Okada and Daniel Bryan was my fucking dream match, and I'm so hyped that this match is actually happening. When Brian Danielson left for uh, AEW, and he said that he would like to work with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, this is the first match I thought of him doing, him versus Okada. I'm so glad that this matchup is official and it's booked. You know, right now, like I said, you don't even have to have anything else on the show. Those two matches alone is worth the price of this show. But if you add CM Punk and Kenta... That's going to be a good matchup, but if you had Soraya versus Mercedes Monet, bro, this might be the show of the year. Like, that is going to be a huge match. And you have history because if you guys want to take it all the way back, the person who injured Paige and Paige was not going to fucking, you know... I don't need to speak at me. He's covering all of my points. <laughs> no, you're going to speak. You're going to speak. Done. No, I'm just going to say everything he's already said. I'm just going to say... I'll cut it there. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. I'm done because you're done. Copy and paste. Copy, <laughs> <laughs> 
No, come yeah, on. So, you, we got to get us to Dolby. That's it. That's literally it. This is a revenge what? match for Soraya and Monet, especially because okay. Monet's coming off. Oh, okay, but what about Punk and Kenta? Which, do you agree I, with I don't. I don't really care about Phil right now, so that might that match would probably be okay. <laughs> um, but Monet coming off of that fucking devastating loss to Nightingale, right? Like, she lost her belt to her? Oh, yeah. the, no, wait. The Nishitan won in, in the States, right? Yeah, didn't Monet just got injured in the match with uh, Nightingale, oh, right? Oh, yeah, that was, she, oh, Nightingale yeah, she got injured. Won that match. Yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, that was wild. But, <laughs> yeah, this is a revenge match. This is uh, you almost ended my career for the second time match, for sure. I would mm. love to see this. Absolutely. Yes. Dragon versus and yes. Okada and Brian and Brando Dianson, for sure, is is the main event or should be the main event? I don't know. It uh, should be the main event, but we don't know as of yet. Or, I mean, obviously, Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay, too. We saw what happened at, was it Wrestle Kingdom? The first, uh... Mm, I believe you're right, yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're probably going to go one and one and have a third at some point later down the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you if you do Okada match and then the Kenny match, yeah, fucking barn burner for sure. I love how Chris, uh, I don't care about Phil right now. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I fucking love it. I, this is why I love the director because he fucking calls it out on point. But you know, I'm gonna have to play this for you, director, because you are. You That's are. what I'm talking about. That's why he's the MVP. That's why he's the goat. The goat. <laughs> the goat. <laughs> That's why the director's the goat. Best for last, the invisible hand. Go ahead. I know you're excited. Go ahead. Break it down. Matt Callis. I, I think we're long overdue, guys. Uh oh. <laughs> It's coming. It's coming. It's right. coming. Uh-oh. Right. It Here's the baseball. Ready? Good. Want me to play it? I had this glove ready the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Want me to play no, it? All right. Here we go. Ball. Oh, go go. Pow. You got that one. Got Willie it, Mays man. Hayes. <laughs> For you, Chris. Willie Mays Hayes. Nice fucking catch. No, uh, so, so, I, you know, you know, when you get an invitation to a wedding, you usually get like a plus one or, mm-hmm. or certain events. Oh, I got a plus one. I'm going to plus one, two of these predicted matches. So my plus one to uh, Phil and Kenta, I guess you could add Tanahashi to this mix to make it a triple threat. Cause we were supposed, so we could get both. We could get both of those things out of the way. Cause the whole, the GTS thing, with him and Kenta and the match we were supposed to see with, with him and Tanahashi before Phil broke a nail. <laughs> you know. And okay, so Mercedes Monet and Paige, okay, you 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 could have just them, but I mean if you want something that's like uniquely from Japan that you could only get in Japan, then we definitely have to get Mayu Watani in this picture because she's the one like she's the one who took the title off of Mercedes Monet. And let's put the title oh. on the line so Soraya could possibly get it because she's oh. a big part of that history. She's got a lot of respect for Joshi wrestling. So let's let's put Mayu in the match and let's put the title on the line. Triple threat, Monet and Soraya. So plus one to both of these. Plus one to both of them, more or less. And oh, I know shit. they're going to have to do something about MJF and Sonata like I don't know if they're gonna if they want to do title for title or if they want to put them against like whoever you guys want to put Sonata or MJF against mm-hmm. the champs because MJF was going through that whole 
I don't know, a work shoot. I don't know if it was real or not, whatever was going on during the time of the last Forbidden Door. He was not there. He was there. He's going to have to be a part of this, especially since he's the champion. So, I mean, he's got to face somebody. And then Tanada's got to face somebody. He's got the championship right now. You well, know? yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to get Sonata involved somehow, some way. We'll see how yeah. And how is MJF going to get involved? So we got to think of Should who... be Sonata and MJF, if that's the case. Yeah, I guess title for title. Uh, well, obviously, a company representing company, I would say. Yeah, okay. Non-title. I don't see MJF winning the New Japan title. I don't see or, that. or, on, I got another. Let me throw another one at you guys. Oh, uh, here we go. Another one. Here we go. So the first match at for at Forbidden Door could be non-title, but we could do title for title at All In. That could be. That's another. It's like it's already the tickets for All In already over like outsold, but let's have. Let's have so many people ordering pay-per-views that and and that it that it would be like the highest selling of all time. So let's get let's get a big one like that because you could already build it up at Forbidden Door, and then have everybody talking about it by All In. Yeah, I was like, oh shit, title for title. So for so whoever wins is gonna be, you know, you're like, oh shit, this is gonna be a big game changer. You know, whoever's gonna hold both. So that's gonna be. That's another thing you could do is like, and, and the, I think the contention contentiousness of it, like, Oh, I don't want the AEW title to go to Japan, or I don't want the new Japan title, to, the IWGP chat world heavyweight title to go to the USA. Like, you know, all the people that are going to be, you know, team one side or the other, you know, I get Sonata sort of a, I, I, I guess maybe he's like a tweener heel kind of right now, but I guess, in this situation against MJF, it would make him a baby face. I agree. I agree with that 100%. So MJF, MJF <laughs> like right now at this time in, in, in the universe, in this dimension, in this year of our Lord, he should be, you know, he should be a baby face at this moment because it doesn't really seem to fit. It's like he hasn't grown in to the big, he hasn't found his voice as a baby face yet. No, he has not. He has no. not. He has I, to. I he, he needs to he needs to go to babyface class 101. Maybe oh fuck yeah! He needs to go yeah. with director class 101, baby. <laughs> <laughs> go with director, baby Matt Callis, because and De Niro, because they will teach their ass how to be fucking facing heels here, ladies and gentlemen. These men know how to do it, especially for former former professional right here, the director himself, baby. And, and, Paul, and he also like Danielson and Paul White. They're they're they pretty they're good at turning very seamlessly. They know how to turn it. They don't have to do a big thing to turn face or heel. They just have to like say certain things, you know, just to, to flip over. <laughs> Some of them, like Paul White got made it easy to turn. And then Brian Danielson only said a few mentioned WrestleMania and pissed everybody off. And it was that easy. It was like that, yeah. like he's that good at it. So he, so, you know, MJF, like, I don't know. MJF has to like, Oh yeah, I love like, he's in Dallas, man. Cowboys, man. Cowboys, how's everybody doing tonight? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> love that, love that. And then next week's side of my list, gentlemen, of course, is right there next week as we're booked. Back with Blackpool Combat Club versus Hang Bucks, Hang Monk Bucks, of course, Mogul Embassy, Darby Allen versus Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy, and, and Sting, and and Keith Lee. You have Warlow versus Jake Hager, which I'm in, interested in that match. And of course, we saw what happened on Rampage, which we're not gonna talk about it. 
course, uh, Sky Blue won that four fatal four um, women matchup between Britt Baker and Nyla Rose, and I forgot who was the other girl. Uh, but yeah, it looks like she got the title shot versus Tony Storm. And then we go, so we got the AEW World Championship. We have MGF defending the title versus Adam Cole, baby. And so we're going to be seeing that. I don't know if everybody's excited for it. I'm not much. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We will see. But thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in here. We're back in action. We'll see you guys next week. We'll talk about it next Sunday about the Dynamite, of course, WWE, what's going on around the world of professional wrestling. And, of course, the collision. Give us our. We'll give you guys our thoughts about it. What we thought about seeing Punk return. How the crowd reacted. Don't forget as well. Subscribe to everybody here. Follow us on the Circle Debate. And follow everybody here on social media on their Instagram. Of course, you can follow the Nero right there on the Wrestling DeLorean. So, of course, Circle Debate. You can follow all of us because that's where everybody has access. Of course, you can follow the director, Chris Kennedy, the card baby right there, baby. And Mr. MGC underscore ONK. Follow everybody here. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. We're back in action. Before we go, of course, some Brian Cook saying, Tony's guys, hopefully it will be a sleeper gym the other night. Plus, I would love to see Keasley and Jeff Cobb at Forbidden Door. Good call on that, Brian Cook. Maybe so. But, man, once again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in here. Don't forget to follow us on our social media platforms. We'll be back next week. Of course, the Nero will be back in action, of course, here on Mondays for uh, Raw Dog for De Niro, of course. You can follow him on the Bloodline Entertainment Network as well. Ed follows his Bloodline Entertainment Network as well. And also, the MMA podcast, of course, as is happening right now, as we speak before the card begins, UFC 289, Man Nunes versus Irene Aldana. That's happening today. And the recap, of course, the host of the director will be giving the recap on that. And, of course, Mr. Darius, Matt Callagher, Don Callis himself. And, of course, ah, man. We want to thank everybody. I want to. I appreciate everybody. Thank you so much for the return. Thank you, everybody, for wishing me well. I want to thank my family here for creating what they did on the IG director, who mainly you know began with all of this. Thank you, director. I love you, man, and I love you, Matt. I love you, De Niro. Of course, we're glad you're back. We're glad you're talking. You're healing. You're walking. You got any like anything we should know? Do you have to go? Are you are you cleared? Are you able to? Are you walking without a cane? Like I don't know what the. I'm walking is. without a cane. I am clear. Oh. I'm still going to analysis. So happy. In that welcome back. Hell yeah! All, all, all the matters, now. man. The well, show was not the same. We didn't. We, we didn't even run the show without you. We could not. I could not bring myself to do it. So we're, we're glad you came back. I'm glad. I'm glad that we're all together again. I miss my family and hopefully forbidden door because. We will be hopefully here either either at the director's place or my place to watch that. Um, hopefully so. And we might have dinner flying from New York to LA for that weekend. Oh, 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 oh. so we might have us four coming together. Might do a show before. Who knows? Maybe I'm excited. I'm gonna go. I have to play it. Play it. Dab and Eddie. Where are you, Eddie? I have to play it. Let's go. Play that because yes, it'd be awesome to have Nero here. In California with us, with Matt, director, and myself, because it'll be awesome. We could finally get reunited in person and just everything overall. And I know director is going to be more, and Matt Cal more excited to finally have you here. How director would say he calls everybody to Lori. <laughs> no, it's only, I only do it when I'm like, I'm, I'm casually talking to people, you know, because I like brevity. I don't like to have a lot of syllables when I'm speaking. So I'll just be like, oh, I got to go do a podcast with Dello. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I like it. 
Because, like, if I just go DeLorean or De Niro, it's, it's, it's like, that's like three extra syllables, and I'm fucking lazy. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back next week. We'll be back next Wednesday, MMA. Of course, a recap of UFC 289. And also, we'll be back next Sunday. Back to Sunday, because we got to talk about collisions happening Saturday. We're not going to do it on this Saturday. We'll do it Sunday, talk about Dynamite. Of course, we saw everything else and everything else going around a world of professional wrestling. So, ladies and gentlemen, the host of DBS, what I would see, of course, would have been my brother, the Mike De Niro, of course, Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. And, of course, my other, my familiar right here, Mr. The Invisible Hannah Podcasting, Matt Cassie's wearing gloves for everything else, of course. And the director, the Nostradamus, Nostradamus, have, Nostradamus. All of Nostradamus, the man who calls They're everything a- and spoilers. They're, they're both. Fortune they're both. Color. The fortune teller. You, you, you are both. You are both for sure. That, that that's a fact. That's a fact. Just a fact, Jack. It is a fact. <laughs> yes, Tony Khan. You're bullshit, Tony Khan, because right here, the director, you want to hit him up, hit him up because he'll book call shit me. better than call him. But ladies and gentlemen, of I course you already know. Home. Chris, let, real, real quickly, what are the winning lotto numbers? Oh, Three. Hey. What is yes. it? Hold okay. on, let me write it down. What is it again? Three. Okay, three. Yes, three. three. We got it. I got it. I'm gonna win. We gotta we gotta <laughs> win. Well, you're Where are they in New York, though? <laughs> oh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Oh, hold on. I got it, I got it, I got it. I got it from New York. You you grew up in New York? Yep. Okay, hold on. Give me one second. <laughs> okay, we gotta, <laughs> hey, we gotta get crazy before we go. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got a reference for you. <laughs> oh, hold on. I win for you. It's all good. Okay, okay. Mike, you grew up in New York? Yeah. It's Yolanda. Vega with your New wow. York. <laughs> you actually know about this. Hey. You know, my mom used to make fun of Yolanda Vega all the no, time. Yolanda, Yolanda Vega. Vega. I knew it, dude. I fucking, I, I've been waiting to drop that reference somewhere, and that was perfect. Tell your mom I said what's up. Tell her I made a fucking Yolanda Vega reference. I definitely will. Man. <laughs> all right, you already know your circle of the big podcast, ladies and gentlemen. You know De Niro. The Invisible Man, Matt Callis, and the Nostradamus, the director of himself, Chris Kennedy. We don't just podcast. What do we do, Matt Callis? We don't just make podcasts. We make history. And we predict it, too. Especially this man down here below me. <laughs> He's out, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy your weekend. <laughs> what did you do? Goodbye. Mwah. And good night.